Squad. And we're back for episode, what, 45? 45! Wow, some good podcast. energy right there. That's some good energy. Yeah, I'm feeling good today, new. Max. Are you feeling good today? I'm feeling fantastic. You had a rough weekend, but you're feeling better now, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah, things are good. <laughs> yeah, double vaxxed and uh, ready to tax some sports. Yeah. Oh, Let's do it. That was an interesting I don't know, I was trying to rhyme vaxxed and sports. Yeah, I don't know, it just is what close, it is. Close, but no cigar, yeah, I'd say. Exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. Welcome in to episode 45. Uh, we are live, so make sure you are uh, sending in your questions throughout the night. Make sure you like and share tonight's program. If you don't mind, that'd be a huge help. I'm producer Clark Mad Max is over to my right your left uh, on the screen uh, but anyways Directions. we are we are live nice. and uh, we are as always presented by our good friends over at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions uh, hit them up at rockstar.com for all the information on how you can uh, maximize the efficiency of your business they can hook you up with all the supplies that you need in order to run a smooth and efficient business and operation uh, Roxanne and Darnell, they hang out with us every single night here on the set. Uh, we got our flamingos, of course, as I always, I'm not afraid to point out because I love these flamingos. Uh, anyways, they are uh, great people. Hit them up and uh, we thank them every night for being our presenting sponsor. Uh, we always as well, uh, tonight is kind of a viewer takeover type of night. So if you ever wanted to ask us a question or get a topic or debate or something onto the show, now is the night to ask us anything. Send in your comments. Hulk Hogan's going to ask you uh, as well. Seems like the uh, scaling's off in there, gentlemen. They know. Jordan already knows. Well, the scaling's always off with Hulk Hogan. The dude's massive. Well, the dude's massive. He can barely massive. fit in anything, yeah, exactly. let alone let him... a little TV. Exactly. Uh, but anyways, if you guys want to ask anything, tonight's the night. Hit us up. We will shout you out throughout the show. Uh, so do that right now uh, or anytime throughout the night. Um, Max, we have a little contest here tonight for our squad members. Did you yes, know about sir. this? Uh, if you guys see uh, in between the flamingos, we got a great Western logger shirt. We got a couple great Western loggers on tap for later in the show for our nightcap. Uh, so That's we right. actually have two. two oh, where'd you pull that one out of? Uh, just beside me here. You're like Harry we Houdini have with that. <laughs> right? Uh, two great Western logger shirts. These are men's large sizes. Uh, and all you need to do in order to enter, it's pretty easy. Just tag Original 16 or Great Western or both. Actually, do both. Yeah, do both. In our Facebook comments right now. Make sure you tag them. I see people just typing in the words. Uh, make sure you guys are actually at, put the at sign in there and tag them uh, so that they see all the notifications. You don't know how to tag. YouTube it. <laughs> right. after the, no, not well, can't no. Do it I'll after tell you show, right now. You, yeah, you use the little at symbol and make sure you type in their business. It'll Social pop media. up. You tag them. Original sixteen right. and Great Western. We need you guys to tag them throughout the night, and we will pick two winners of a men's large Great Western logger shirt. These things are awesome shirts, by the way. They're not they look just, nice. They're not just cheap shirts. They're nice shirts. So uh, make sure you guys are doing that in the comments all night long. Uh, Max, do we have a breakdown going on, or do we just want to get right into well, it? Well, we're going to have to get right into it. If you look at our top of the order, it's we about have, 12 roster we have spots some long. Topics. Yeah, we don't, we have, we don't a have a top of the order. we got a full order. Um, now, here's an interesting one to start it off. Uh, the Team Team Canada men's national hockey team uh, staff was named not that long ago. Uh, the coaching staff has just kind of come out in recent days. Stanley Cup winning coach John Cooper yeah, he's has right. been named the head coach. There he is. Uh, of the team slated for Beijing in, what is it, February? 2022, February, yeah. coming so up, the NHL, the NHL is going. Well, here's the thing, though, Max, and I don't, I don't know if this is part of our conversation here, but there is a break in the NHL schedule for the Olympics, mm -hmm. regardless, I think, of if they go or not. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if they're going to adjust that if they pull out of the Olympics or if they're just going to roll with it, but... As of right now, there is a two-ish week break right in smack dab in the middle of the hockey season, mm -hmm. in the NHL, I should say, uh, 
for hypothetically them going. So here's hoping. Here's that's gonna hoping. be a long two weeks in it's the middle of February with no hockey. And I don't think the owners would be too pumped if no, they have two weeks of so. nothing going on. No. Uh, so John Cooper's the head coach. Now he, listen to this staff. Like my, my goodness. Uh, Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy is the assistant coach. Vegas. Yeah, we're going to scroll through him real quick here. Vegas head coach Peter DeBoer, former New Jersey Devils coach, is also assistant. And Barry Trotz is also an assistant coach. My gosh, he should be the head coach if you ask me. But the guys, that's a... Couple of good head coaches. Kind of a pick them, right? Outside of Bruce Cassidy, I, I'd probably be pretty comfortable with all, like, three of the four being the head coach, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, Bruce Cassidy's had some success in Boston, he's too. A, I wouldn't. He's, he's a Bruin. Uh, I'm surprised that coming from you, actually, to be quite uh, honest. Gross. But, you know. Why did I say that? Yeah, Should be no Sheldon Keefe in there. Trying to throw a layup for you. Should be Sheldon Keefe in there. We all yeah. know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, for sure. But then on top of that, did you write down all the management staff? You didn't. Um, Steve Eiserman, that's all you need to know. Well, yeah. But, uh, no, it's not Steve Eiserman anymore. What? He's not the general manager of Team Canada anymore. Who it's is? Doug Armstrong from uh, the St. Louis Blues. It's his turn now. Ooh. Also, um, oh, shoot. They take turns? I thought it was based uh, on who, you know. No, like, he took over. He just did good at Steve, the job. I don't know if Steve Eiserman didn't Steve want to do Wise it. Steve Wise got or, his hands full in Detroit? Yeah, that might be it. But it's right. like the general manager. Peter Holland, I think, is on there. Uh, Peter or Ken? Ken Holland. I'm thinking of Peter Shirelli. No I mix the two together. Holy, Ooh, tough go. Tough Oilers go. fans just like started burning my house down for that. Uh, no, but it's, it, I think Sean, or uh, Roberto Luongo is in there. Oh, I like that. Uh, they've got a few guys. Some funny are you tweets. pulling it up? Uh, are you pulling it up? I'm trying to. Okay. So we'll get that in a minute, but um, not a bad coaching staff in general, not a bad management staff either. Uh, so, anyways, that's just an interesting little topic of conversation. Seattle Kraken general manager Ron, Ron Francis. Francis will be joining the team. Yeah. As well as John Sweeney of the Boston right. Bruins, Scott Salmon, and Tom Rennie, of course. There you go. And uh, Scott Smith from Bathurst, New Brunswick. Not bad. Pretty good, good Pretty good squad. I see that everybody is taking part in our Great Western Original 16 contest. Again, not hashtags. Make sure you're adding them. You send yeah. them a direct notification when you hit that That's right. at symbol. So make sure you tag their businesses in the comments and you will be entered to win. We'll pick somebody. We'll pick two people by the end of the Social night. Social media coach Clark. I like it. Good uh, stuff. We're trying. We're trying. I'm not sure if it's working or something. Maybe it's not working because I see Myron did it. Myron entered. Shout out to Myron. Uh, Roan Diggs on TikTok. Go follow Good him. Stuff. Uh, but everyone else seems to be having issues with the tagging. So I don't know if it's us. I don't know if it's you. But either way, we're having fun. Uh, we'll, we'll count your hashtags. But make sure you try to fun. tag them, this please. This is fun. We're, we're having, having fun. fun. Uh, Zachary Martin's checking in from the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. Hey, hey. And he says, Max, are you ready for game one between the Preds and Hawks in a normal central this season? Always. Bud? All, always he, he always ready for that. At the uh, end of especially it. because the Hawks failed to defeat the Predators even one time. Dude. And I believe, what was it, nine, ten meetings last year? So, Harsh. Anyways, just kidding, Zach. Love Harsh. you. I'm not going to start on that note. Hey, shout out to his Chicago Blackhawks, though, obviously. Uh, Tony Esposito passing today yes. all-time great legend of the chicago blackhawks so uh we're, we're paying attention zach we we know what's going on in uh, chicago blackhawk land and yeah no it's obviously uh, the loss of a franchise icon is always tough and the blackhawks just can't seem to catch a break lately uh, they got mark andre Fleury to agree to go there what are you talking about the off-ice issues that they've okay, been going through well, we're not we're gonna choose no to i know but i'm just saying like that. that tony esposito's a legend that happened and now yeah there's yeah. been some conversations Zach, what's going on there you you let us know my friend yeah we'll, please uh, don't don't uh, hold back we'll try, to, we'll try to chat about the good things i've heard but, some uh, yeah. stuff and it's not great but them jays though 
Them Jays, uh, though. Yeah, hard segue. That's the right. The Blue Jays uh, are 9-2 and two on their return homestand, capped off by a thrilling 9-8 to eight comeback against the rival Boston Red Sox. They are now seven games back of the... There's the actual home run by George Springer, oh, by the way. That had 2015 bat flip vibes oh, yeah. all over. And he, he over. stared it down, oh, too. Oh, I loved it. It was off of his college teammate. Oh yeah, Matty Barnes. Yeah, oh, I didn't no. know that. If that you tuned into the broadcast, yeah, no, it was it was, it was great. I was, I was uh, great breakdown. Former, our, where was I? Uh, what was going on? I was at a, was it the was that Friday or when was that? That was on Sunday. It was Sunday? What was I doing on Sunday? I was being sick. Oh, I you was at the baseball at, game. You were at the ba- you were at I was a different at the baseball game. Senior man might have had a little game. bit of a less dramatic ending than this one. But yeah, yes. George Springer coming through. It, in it the was clutch. closer than I was. It was ten four at one point. It ended oh. up being ten to eight, I think. So it was actually oh, there, you go. there was some there then. Ten nine maybe. But anyways. The Jays are now seven games back of the AL East, only three games out of the wild card. They have 52 games left. We're going to talk about that more. 51, because there was a game played already tonight. Yeah. Uh, We will talk about that more next segment in the Bluebird block, so stay tuned for that. The Riders are back. The Durs, Durs and Snurs, as our good friends at 22 Fresh say. Yeah. Uh, There's Cody Fajardo. Hey, 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 no free ads. Uh, True. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> the Riders are back. 33-29 to 29 victory over the BC Lions on Friday night. Both of us were at the game. We met up at halftime. Uh, very fun uh, to be back in that environment. Uh, I mean, Do you want to tell the fanalists what you put in your mouth? And Beth, when I uh, let wait, me walk hold that on, back. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Do you want to tell the fanalists <laughs> what you chose to eat? And a put in your mouth a non condiment filled cheeseburger. I was just, I was just. That should have been the poll question. T- we actually, we decided. We that. did. We did talk about we that. We did talk. But about I was that. at the time. Several beverages. Uh, great Western products. You were putting a few things uh, down the dollar hole. Yeah. So that's, right. that's yep. a thing. But you know, when I'm at a rider game, Max, my number one goal is to feed myself for for sustenance and move on to the next beverage. So I, I'm in a hurry. I just wanted to get it down. Oh, no, you were. On. You know what I mean? So I didn't have time to wait in line You're for the like condiments. You're looking like Joey Chestnut with burgers. You're just shoving just it down that I didn't have time. burger with a three-day-old bun and There's no <laughs> condiments, no hey, ketchup. They do pretty good no there mustard. for food. It wasn't that bad. But anyways, that's... I had a Coney Island poutine. Oh, no free Those ads. are pretty good. I had a poutine, and yep. it was fantastic. Absolutely. Only $11. Absolutely. Um, oh, here's a good one. Tanner, uh, I think that... Is that our boy Tanner Ring is checking in. He says the Jays catching situation if they make the playoffs. Go. Mm. Tanner, that's that's actually one of our topics next segment. Stay tuned, Tanner. Uh, we will be talking about the Jays catching situation. So, again, we're having issues with the tagging for some reason. Some people are doing it. Some people are trying, and it doesn't look like it's working. So Before we move on I don't from know. the riders, though, can I just have a, a, a Sid Sixero moment? Yes, it and before you have your Sid Sixero moment, 31 to nothing start, and then the Lions stormed back and made it real close. And the Riders had two Rouges in order to put them up by four. <laughs> That's it. So second half, the Lions won 29 to two. Max, take off. Hey, Riders, shut up. Listen for a second. Oh. Tell you what, CFL, getting into gambling, it's kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Might have told you that I had the Riders minus six and a half Heard to cover some that things. spread. Yep. As you alluded to earlier, they were up 31 to nothing. Yeah, 31 nothing, Max. Boys, I get it was the season opener. You were at home. Close that out by a tutty. Just close it out by one touchdown, please. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, cost me a little bit on Friday night. So, well, it was bucks. a great game from a fan perspective. Yeah, it was. Little great finish. Riveting little edge of the seat. Didn't want it to be that close. Shouldn't have been that close. Shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been that nope. close. So, Riders, 31 nothing. 
When you're favored by six and a half, let's, uh, let's tighten it up a little bit, not make it such a nail biter, eh? Yeah, you were you were flying high at halftime when oh, I was, when we I was were hanging out great. there. You're feeling great. You the had J- the Jays money came, in the bank, the essentially. The Jays came back that night. Yeah. They had like a nine-run fifth inning mm-hmm. to come back against the Red Sox, and that was covering my parlay, and I just needed the Durs to win by a touchdown. Didn't happen. Uh, that's just a bad beat right there for good, the uh, gambling folks. Gamble responsibly, that. by the way. It, yes. uh, it's one of those things that's important. But at the end of the day, have fun with it. Well, on top of that, too, there's a big controversy about BC Lions starting wow. the quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. When they announced it in stadium, Nathan Rourke was the starting quarterback, and then it wasn't. Or sorry, they announced Michael <laughs> Riley. <laughs> they, they announced Michael Riley. Riley. They yeah. said he was starting. Nathan Rourke runs out. In venue, they say, and you're a starting quarterback for BC, Michael Riley. And it, I was like, that's yeah, not him. That, that, that's uh, not him. So there is a bit of controversy around that as well. And there's we'll a see lot. if anything comes from that so far. But if you're the CFL though, right? I mean, and I think they said it very, very good on the post game show uh, from another partner or not partner (laughs) from another radio station anyways. uh, They kind of hit it on the head though, right? Like if you're the CFL and you're trying to establish gambling as a revenue stream or as a means to generate eyeballs and interest in the league, come on. Like you can't have Mike Riley on the debt. Like that's huge. That that takes the swing of the game entirely in a different direction. And think about it too. If... If sports odds makers had known that Michael Riley wasn't starting at all, riders would have been favored by 14 and a half. Probably. And then they still would have blown it. 13 and a half or something, right? So Still not happy with the Durs. Just kidding. Hey, that was a great win. That was a good time on Friday night. It was a good time. I'll get off the negative Nelly talk and I won't bet on them again the rest of the year. How good was it to be there? It was awesome to be there. Yelling loud, full stadium. Unreal. Uh, That was fantastic. I hope that doesn't get scaled back, but we'll get to that another time. Uh, Again, if you're in the comments on Facebook, make sure you are tagging Original 16 and Great Western Brewing uh, and you have a chance to win a Great Western Lager shirt tonight. Uh, it's a size large, men's large. So enter now. Uh, but just all you got to do is tag them. Oh, just tag them. Excludes me from winning. Uh, you can tag them more than once if you want as well. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Myron says, Clark, you eat your cheeseburgers dry by choice. Myron, again, uh, it is a means to an end. Uh, it is a means to an end. I'm not, he- I'm not, I don't get a cheeseburger at a game to, you know, dollop it full of stuff. Clark, I the condiment simply, stand was literally four steps away. I'm getting a little protein. I'm getting a little bit of carbs. I'm getting some calories and I'm moving on to the next thing. You probably uh, lost calories with how much your jaw was working trying to digest Maybe, that thing. possibly. Goodness, wow. But, you know, there are certain times where, you know, I choose a different menu item and I want to just, you know, have a good time with it. This was this specific one. You wanted to have I was a good meeting time up with, with Max. cheeseburger. Yeah, I was meeting up with Max. I was yes. walking across the stadium to meet up with him. I just simply wanted to get it done with and move on to the next thing. It was quite hilarious to watch. And you know what? I did appreciate the effort. You came over to me. I was a lot closer to uh, where the meeting point was. That's true. I did come over to you. It was a good time, though. It was a good time. Let's move on. Uh, Next topic. Uh, what is it? Next, to- next topic number. Next topic number. Oh shoot! I can't remember what we were next saying. Next topic number. Topic number next. Topic uh, number I think that next. Was what it was. The uh, Philadelphia D. Flyers and goaltender Carter Hart agree to a three-year contract extension that will see the netminder earn an AAV of three point nine seven nine million dollars per season. And uh, Max, you have an issue with that. The numbers. So his jersey number is 79. I'm not the only one. Our it's, good man Joel Henderson put out a tweet about this the other day on this exact topic. It's a I thing. just don't understand it. I mean, it is is what it is. They, so the, this, just to explain in case yes. nobody knows, Carter Hart is number 79. Uh, and instead of making $3.9 million or $4 million, he's making three point nine. Seven nine. So he gets his jersey number his jersey in there. Number we saw it with Mitch Marner in Toronto and Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. They both put their Roman jersey Yossi number in there. Roman Yossi did it as well. Roman so Yossi. I was about to call out your lease, but Roman Yossi did it as and well. He's I think at nine point zero five nine. A couple <laughs> other guys have also yeah, done it. I just. But tell me about why. So you... I don't know. And this is where I. Uh, 
again, I don't necessarily know. I watched the Roman Yossi press conference when he got his extension announced last year. Uh, and it was funny. He said that it was something that his agent just kind of threw in as like a, I don't know, like here's a little gift basket for closing the deal. Like, I don't know, right. like a realtor selling a house. You know what? Just I'd something be curious. like. Do they all have the same agent group? That maybe that's Possibly. a thing. It's like a signature almost. It very well could be. But at the end of the curious. day, I just don't understand it. It's it's very 2021, yeah. if that makes sense. So I guess it's very going back to when these contracts first started being signed it's with modern. the jersey numbers in there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think the jersey number in the contract is, is kind of dumb and stupid? I, I think it is personally. Yeah. I at the end of the day, see. just pay him 3.9 or pay him 4. Like, we're, unless you're cap friendly and a capologist, that's just that's a little tough. Yeah. And when your team is like pennies away from the salary cap, very much like your Toronto Maple Leafs, it's one of those things that just doesn't, you know, I don't know. Just doesn't no, add I get up. it. I totally get it. Dollars uh, don't make sense in this situation. But hey, maybe that $0.21 million in savings from $4 million is actually going to yeah, make a difference. Yeah, you're going to get the guy back that they lost to Seattle in Talking, the expansion draft. Yeah, oh, exactly. Talking about goaltenders, goal goal uh, young goaltenders specifically, Igor Shostyurkin uh, signed a four-year extension. Uh, well, I think it was... Uh, for your contract, because he was a free agent, I believe, uh, with the New York Rangers uh, for five. Not we just said Carter Hart got three point nine, five point six plus million dollars a year. I think it was five point six five. He's not number sixty five, by the way. Uh, but he only has forty seven career starts in the NHL. Then we see at the same time, pretty much, Ilya Samsonov with the Washington Capitals signs a one year deal, so much shorter for two million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. So Carter Hart's right in the middle of those two guys. Uh, now there's a, those three players specifically, uh, are probably kind of the three top youngish goaltenders in the league. Now I'm not, I'm not talking Soros cause he's a little bit older, but in terms of Soros, he's a restricted free agent, right? Mm -hmm. So he's kind of in this class. Uh, he hasn't played a ton of NHL games, but the ones he has have been high quality. Uh, so what is this with Shostyrkin only playing 47 games? Sam Sonov hasn't really stolen the starter's job yet because he was battling Vitek Vanacek last year, battling through some injuries. Carter Hart had a down year, and he gets $4 bucks. What does this mean for UC Saros, who had Vesna consideration this year? Consideration. He wasn't a finalist, mm -hmm. but he was up there. He was, he was talked about. 100%. And I think when it comes to the Nashville Predators, this was part of the cap-clearing movement anyways. They knew that they were going to have to lock up UC Saros ideally long-term here. And I guess when we're doing the comparables, right, Saros is a veteran of 155 NHL games at the age of 26. Three he's times played, as many as he's just He's played quite a few games. It's, it's been that gradual transition from the net from Rene to Saros over the last three, four seasons. He's been with us since 2016, really in some sort of capacity. So when it comes to the Nashville Predators and UC Saros, they're... It's looking like it's heading towards salary arbitration. They recently cleared up Dante Fabro, so that leaves UC Saros as the, the loan pending RFA that they really need to hone in on and get a contract settled with. But again, when it comes to these numbers and we're seeing what Shishirkin gets with, again, a fraction of the experience and the success levels, yeah. UC Saros nearly stole that Carolina series. And I think that's really the only, I guess indictment on the level of success he's had thus far in the NHL is that he hasn't won a playoff round. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, there's a lot of goaltenders that are getting paid millions of dollars that haven't won a playoff round. But again, Nashville Predators fans will understand exactly how much UC Saros has meant to this team. And they want to see him locked up long-term. Sure, he's not the, the biggest stature of goaltender. He's pretty much the polar opposite of his fellow countryman, uh, Pekka Rene, being only five foot eight, five foot nine in the net. But man, does he play big. Uh, 
he was the sole reason that the Predators got into the playoffs this season. And when you're seeing these types of numbers being thrown around, uh, 5.6 for Shishirkin, uh, even 5 million for Thatcher Demko, who had a decent run in the playoffs last year for Vancouver, um, you're going to be looking north of $6 million to lock up UC Soros for what he's done. And I don't think that's a number that Nashville Predators fans should really be scared of. If you're looking at a franchise goaltender who's only 26 years of age, who looks like he's only going to get better and better if it's possible, um, this is a guy that you got to look to lock up long term here. And I think if you're David Poyle, you're just doing a little bit of posturing at this point. Lots of things get settled up before arbitration hearings, but obviously arbitration is not the place you want to go. Things get said, feelings get hurt. It's not the meeting that you want to ultimately have. So I think they'll get things settled in that 6.2 to 6.5 million a year range. And he deserves it, whether if it's a medium term or a long term deal, that remains to be seen. But I think that's where the Predators are at with Soros. Um, we're moving on to the next topic here in a sec. One thing I want you to mark down. Can you write this down, Max? Write it on down. The script? Myron, yes. our good buddy Myron, Roan mm-hmm. Diggs again on TikTok. Shout out Roan Diggs. He says, if you guys were drafting a hockey team made of TV show or movie hockey players, who are your first round picks? No real players. Oh. Movies like The Miracle, The Rocket. Oh. Hold on. No real players. Myron, I like so where movies Myron's like heads The Miracle at. and The Rocket are out. Like they don't count. Yeah, exactly. They don't count. So they have to be fictional, actually, totally yeah. fictional. So this is next week's nightcap conversation. Okay, so we can't say it right now. Let's save it. Uh, this oh, is a okay. good topic. This is great, Next Myron. Week, good stuff. I love of, it. So okay. tonight, later tonight, I'm writing it down. Later tonight, we are going to be doing uh, our nightcap from Great Western Original Sixteen. We're going to be doing a baseball movie draft. So Max and I are going to go back and forth and pick our top three or five baseball movies of all time, and we're going to see who ends up with a better list according to you guys. So next week, that's our topic. For Myron, good topic. Myron, nailing it, love making it. our job easy, Myron. Uh, next topic. Uh, we're moving on now. This is. Um, sticking with goaltending talk, sort of. Uh, this one I'll just kind of cover really quick because there's not a ton of conversation necessarily right now, but right. it's developing. It's developing. It's evolving. Uh, developing is evolving and developing as a combined it's a good word. word. It's a good word. Uh, so the Toronto Marlies, Toronto Maple Leafs, but Toronto Marlies uh, go out and they changed goalie coaches the other day, and this was recent, like within 48 hours. Uh, I don't can't remember the old uh, goalie coach's name. Uh, but he was with them for a few years. They hired Dusty Emu. I think it's Emu. It might be Imu. I'm not sure. Uh, so there he is. So Dusty uh, is BC. He's from BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was over in China coaching with the Kunlin Red Star, whatever they're okay. called. Uh, and he had some pro experience in the past. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from what I've heard, he's the goalie coach that turned Jack Campbell's career around. So obviously okay. there's a connection there of course. with Jack Campbell being with the Maple Leafs. Absolutely. Uh, so he's got a little bit of a pedi- pedigree, so mm-hmm. to speak. He's had a bit of a troubled past on Twitter. Uh, he's He's been uh, liked, he's been linked, and with liking some... Uh, I, this is what I'm just reading, so mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Please correct me if you know more about this. Uh, transphobic tweets, um, homophobic tweets, uh, racially charged tweets... Uh, the tweets about the Donald Trump insurrection stuff at that day in January. Uh, A lot of those types of things. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the things Tony D'Angelo got in trouble for, for example. Uh, Similar kind of line of stuff. Mm -hmm. So the Marlies had this guy and immediately got blown up on Twitter with, what are you guys doing? Like The Leafs have been the ones that have kind of been making decent choices with this kind of stuff uh, in the past couple of years compared to some other teams uh, not going in that direction. So what are you guys doing? Uh, and the Leafs heard it. 
they clearly went back and double checked and he is no longer with the team. So I don't know how to feel about this because there's the statement. So Dusty, again, I think it's Emu. I'm going to go with Emu. Dusty Emu will not be joining the Toronto Marlies. We made a mistake. This is Brendan Shanahan's words, by the way. We made a mistake by not thoroughly following our organizational protocols when considering this candidate for the position of goaltending coach for the Toronto Marlies. So that's that's something right there, Max. Yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this or you want to move on, but uh, just really interesting with the amount of like huge backlash that the Leafs got over this decision and they changed it quick. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, this is obviously the landscape that we're living in. Right. And when it comes to a lot of things that have materialized, when it comes to background checks and employees being hired, we talked about it before the show. And obviously this is a very different set of circumstances, but the bill Peters incident, right. And he was with the flames for multiple years before, uh, his past transgressions came out. Right. So, I mean, it's hard to pat the Leafs on the back for doing what they should have initially done in the first place, by not really bringing him onto the organization. But at the end of the day, franchises, people, we all make mistakes. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the Leafs definitely did the right thing here. At the end of the you, you got to do the background check. You got to do the work yeah. to make sure that the person that you're bringing in reflects the values of the organization. And I think for Kyle Dubas, especially, who is a forefront, a leader um, in the LBGTQ yeah. movement He's and one community. Of those, you know, the allies and the champions Absolutely. of the movement type 100%. guy. Absolutely, 100%. And uh, like you said, the direction that the Leafs are going in in terms of their culture as a franchise and again, their morals and beliefs Leafs, this is clearly not an individual that seemed to fit those uh, on the, in the background check. He might have fit it on the hockey side, but as we're learning more by the day, it's it's not necessarily all about the hockey. It's about the person as yeah. well that can be attached to it. So, so I'm I'm yeah. really just kind of curious. I'm not gonna you know bash mm-hmm. a whole lot right now as to why the decision was made, but I'm kind of curious. Was it brought up? Was it part of the? negotiations mm-hmm. like you know what we know you have this past but we're going to put you with the marlies and the ahl to start mm-hmm. we'll see where you go from there groom you to get back into the nhl or was it just completely overlooked and not even considered it doesn't seem like from what i from what i've gathered mm-hmm. from being a leafs fan the last however long but the last specifically five or six years mm-hmm. it's a very structured based organization and mm-hmm. i'm just i'd be very surprised if it wasn't at least known well, and we- if it was known why did they make the decision? So well, that's that's where we're at. We'll maybe talk about this as we, as it mm-hmm. develops a little bit more because right now we don't really know a whole lot other than it was like 48 hours. And we learned the power of social media yep. again on both sides of the coin, right? How you act on social media as well as the intelligence level of a lot of people on social media, yep. right? There's some good people, there's some good there's some bad people. Uh, but at the end of the day there are a lot of very informed intellectual people that know people's pasts and and the actions that they've conducted themselves with online. So Absolutely. as you said an evolving situation that we'll report on more yeah. as we learn if more. If there's more that comes out we'll talk we'll tell you guys about mm-hmm. that for sure. Um, next order of business again. Oh, oh another controversial one. We have another one. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. But again, if you if you want to enter our contest tonight, we got two large men's large shirts from Great Western Lager up for grabs tonight. We got another one over there. We're gonna give away two. All you gotta do tonight is tag. Make sure you t- not hashtag. Sip at the little at symbol and original sixteen two words and Great Western Brewery or Brewing, I think it is. 
three words. And you know what? Maybe if you're feeling uh, extra spicy tonight, throw your favorite product from the companies yes. in there as well. Let us too, know. Hey? I personally am a fan of the lemon Saskatoon uh, berry the seltzer. Yeah. That is probably, since it first touched my lips, it's been a staple in my uh, yep. beverage consumption or diet. Anything Original 16 for me works. These Great Western mm-hmm. lagers are growing on me every Absolutely. time I try one. These brew houses are getting kind of, they're climbing the ladder pretty quick. Lots of good things. Uh, you can't really go wrong. Good honestly. tings, good tings. Uh, all right. Barstool baseball. Now here's, this is going to be an interesting one and I'm going to let Max kind of run with this a little bit, but here's what's going on. Dave Portnoy is not afraid to make waves. Nope. Uh, we know that. Uh, we know sometimes it's not for the best in the past anyways. Uh, sometimes it's game changing. Uh, so we've seen some things. Uh, he just recently announced the other day, a couple weeks ago that Barstool Sports is going to be uh, the Sp- proud or not proud? They're going to be the soul. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Exactly. Yeah, soul sponsors. Uh, they're going to own broadcaster. Broadcaster. They're going to own basically the Arizona Bowl. That's mm-hmm. a NCAA football bowl, and they're going to have complete control over it from top to bottom. Broadcast, trophy, game day presentation, mm-hmm. everything. Barstool Sports is taking it over. And when he did that, Dave Portnoy also said. There's more coming. This is just the start. You know, Absolutely. this is this is the step one of what our end goal is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Comes out the other day that they're in talks with Major League Baseball to now do some baseball broadcasting. So, Max, our discussion before the show was uh, like him or love him, uh, Barstool, Dave Portnoy, whatever. Uh, what this is challenging baseball to do, if this happens and goes through and takes place, uh, is to change a very traditional sport and push boundaries and see where it can go and maybe bring in a large new audience or renew an audience that might have gotten stale or bored or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you take this, this one away for a couple minutes and just let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to Barstool Sports, like you said, Clark, love them, lump them. Um, I'm personally a fan of the content that they create. At the end of the day, right, I can be respectful of people's feelings towards some of the things that they've said, some of the things that they've done as a company uh, on the negative side of the ledger. But the other thing, though, too, is if you're going to evaluate a company, it's one thing to just take the negative from that company. But you also have to evaluate the positive. There's been a lot of good things that Barstool's done for a variety of the issues that we've seen in sport, uh, as well as small business, too, in the last number of years, right? Um, I could go through the entire history of Barstool. Like I said, I'm not afraid to say it. I am a fan of the content and really like uh, what the team does over there. I listen to their podcast and enjoy the content. It's a very funny, uh, it ties comedy now, and sports and together. And again, to build on that, mm-hmm. when you're talking about you know, they like, you like their content. They have multitudes of different shows and that Absolutely. includes Spit and Chicklets is under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the, what's the baseball? Pardon my take. Pardon my take. Uh, section a 10. Jared Carabas actually Jared Carabas. Is just recently released uh, a podcast with David Ortiz, one of baseball's right. most prominent figures of all time, let alone in Red Sox nation, but just in the history of baseball. Yeah. So, so the umbrella is wide. There's a large, Absolutely. you know, group of different podcast shows, content creators, all that type of stuff mm-hmm. under Barstool. Yeah, 100%. And again, this is something that we could talk for 45 minutes on, but to put a bow on it, I guess, again, if you're a fan of the content and you're a fan of the direction the company's going in, they've openly admitted that some of the things that they've done and said in the past, much like many of the companies we all support, uh, have not been in good taste and they are seemingly evolving with the times. Uh, Again, it's one thing to be a fan of the content. It's another to, I guess, embrace the ideologies to the core of what they stand for. But at the end of the day, 
I guess tying it back to baseball and what it could mean, I think this is a fantastic move for Major League Baseball. Barstool is a youthful, energetic company that has proven to draw millions and millions of eyeballs to a variety of different content mediums, whether it be sports, comedy, pop culture, you name it, Barstool has kind of got it. They're kind of an ice cream shop of flavors that you can digest. And uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to, like you said, changing people's perspectives in a very, very traditional sport that has lacked the ability to kind of pivot and maybe grow with its audience. I think this is a fantastic move for baseball to explore. And at the end of the day, where the talks go, again, it's an evolving situation, very right. much like the last one. Um, there's a lot to digest with it. But when it comes to barstool sports and what they're capable of, it's it's kind of like what one of their slogans is. They're, they're going to the moon. And as recently evidenced by a lot of these moves that they're making with the Barstool Arizona Bull getting involved with Major League Baseball. These are not minor moves no, of any also, sort of sports media company. They're so. also getting into uh, investing in a lot of stuff. They're also yeah. getting into Penn cryptocurrency. gaming. Uh, they're, so they're, they're, they're all, all over, over the map. The they're very well diversified yeah. when it comes to the content structure and Again, what they're Again, they're, they're a company that pushes boundaries and that's been their thing since day one. So... Mm-hmm. And That's again, can doing. understand completely why some people have reservations about absorbing their content sure. and being fans. And But at the end of the day, like I said, all I ask people of is to evaluate both sides of the coin. Nobody's perfect. Nobody makes perfect moves all the time in the public when you're in the public eye as much as a company like Barstool is. Or again, any sports media company, look down the list of all of these ones that people subscribe to and uh, I guess enjoy the content of at the end of the day just look at both sides of the coin if, if you're uh, on the fence about it I'm not saying that you have to like them you have to love them you can still hate them but at the end of the day it's it's a fun content company to follow and I really like the moves that they're making and again it could be great for Major League Baseball and really whatever sport they touch they bring a youthful energy and it's something that maybe not just Major League Baseball but a lot of different sports could benefit from. Last one in our in our top of the order here tonight. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen have come to agreement on a six-year extension that sees Josh Allen making $258 million over six years to remain a Buffalo Bill. Uh, are you saying that the Buffalo Bills are potentially moving? Is that a rumor? Wow. So I made a video on TikTok earlier. That the, Now, keep the picture up here for a sec, guys. That I the, saw that The video. Sabres might get relocated, and people were like, oh, the Sabres. No way. The Sabres. If well, that's the, a rumor, the Pagulas maybe the Pagulas just are done. They're just tired. They're bored. I well, they're tired it. because they've got their hands all over the hockey team a little too much. Well, that's too the much. problem. Uh, so Allen, uh, at, not Allen Lee, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, stands to make more money. Over, or as much money over the next six years as Tom Brady has in his entire 21-year NFL career. Unbelievable. Now, Tom Brady notoriously has taken less money over his career, but regardless, 100%. Uh, pretty wild. Uh, we're going to call it a quit here because we're way over time. Uh, of course, as we told ourselves that we would we be. We knew we would be. Uh, the top of the order tonight is brought to you by our friends over at, uh, well, I said RBI Baseball, but let's go IKS Media. IKS Media is our proud sponsor of Top of the Order tonight. Uh, let me just go down to their read here really quick. Uh, our friends at IKS Media are your premier destination for event planning, live broadcast, entertainment, video screens, so much more. Graphic design, the guys are great. Um Visit ikasmedia.ca today for more information on how they can make your event the hottest ticket in town. Always the best seat in the house at ikas Media. Uh, we're going to hit a break. we got Bluebird Block coming up next. And then a good friend, Austin Philipchuk, is coming in from Hoop Life Basketball to talk a little hoops. See you in a couple minutes. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. 
Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. We're going into the Bluebird block, talking Blue Jays now. However, enter our contest for our shirts. we got two shirts on the line here tonight. All you got to do, it's pretty easy. Tag Original 16 or Great Western in the Facebook comments right now. If you're not on Facebook, head over to our Facebook page, and all you got to do is simply tag them. Tag them in the comments. Not that hard. And again, if you're feeling Randy, throw uh, in throw your favorite product things. as well. Sure. Do it. Uh, do it. Uh, and uh, enter the contest. We are in the Bluebird block now, and we're going to be talking Blue Jays. There's so much good stuff going on with the Jays oh. right now. Uh, what was the score in game one tonight, Max? Uh, I believe they lost that one. I think they it was lost? Like 6-3. I believe that was to the tune of it. Okay, so Stephen Matz the got the start here, tonight, uh, and they ended up losing this game. It's a doubleheader, so they have another one coming up in half an hour, hour, somewhere in that That's range. That's right, and guess who's on the hill? Our boy Ross. Our boy Ross. Ross Stripling. 
uh, who I hope is going to be on the show next week. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, and we'll talk about that later in the show. But hopefully Ross Stripling is our guest live next week. We're going to have him live on the show so you guys can interact with Ross Stripling. Just have to go well. through a couple housekeeping items in terms yes. of day and time and all Potentially that. Potentially not a Tuesday show next week. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. But... Uh, George Springer is the first ever back-to-back player of the week in Blue Jays franchise history, Max. He hit 400, over over 400, uh, during our Blue Jays homestand in the last 11 games. Uh, I think he had a couple hits tonight even against the uh, Angels in Los Angeles. I have to check on that. Uh, maybe you could, I think I have it up, actually. I have it. Uh, George Springer, nope, sorry, 0 for 3. <laughs> but he had a walk, he had a walk. <laughs> hey, so power positive thinking. He's getting on and base. guess what? Scored he's got another chance in about an hour. Exactly. So. Scored a run, got on base. Um, Marcus Semien was 3 for 4 tonight. Teoscar was 2 for 3. And our boy, we'll talk about him in a minute, Bravik Valera was to also 2 for 3. We, we'll talk about him in a sec. Uh, but anyways, George Springer, back, hot, impactful. Uh, Mike Wilner was on the Rod Peterson show today for anybody who's a Jays fan and, and listens to Jay's broadcast. Mike Wilner, he's now a columnist for the Toronto Star. He was on today. He said, in one word, he simply defined George Springer as a force. Force. Yeah. I mean, uh, how else do you sum it up other than that, right? And we talked about this at length during when he was going through his injury struggles, right? It's, when is George Springer going to play this and that? Everything on Twitter was just being blown up in epic proportions in a negative degree. It's, guys patience. The best thing about baseball sometimes is that it is a 162 game season. A lot of people tend to forget that. And as we talk about this tonight, 164 at-bats on the season. We talk about it like many, many folks coming out of April. It takes you about 100 ABs to get going into your groove and, and feeling right and feeling good. And in a recent interview, he talked about that, just saying that, you know what, he's starting to feel like himself again, clearly evidenced by his bat. And man, oh man, like we talked about earlier in the broadcast here, 9-8, that clutch Springer Dinger. That was the Springer Dinger. It's so funny when we talk, uh, here's hoping that he's going to have many signature moments as a Blue Jay over the next six seasons, but that was truly awesome. Against a team that you're chasing in the division, down five runs in the game, to do it off of his former college teammate like he did, again, the guy is just, as Mike Wilner said, a force. He's a force. Uh, now, this is our next topic, Jose Barrios. Uh, the guy comes in, he has... I thought a great first start. Uh, and then I think he's pitched one other game since. He's mm -hmm. had two outings, and I think he's about to pitch again right away. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's up again soon. I love what he's got going on. Uh, now, he did he won the first game? Did they lose the second game? Or did I he think he got a no decision in the second okay, game, so I want to say. Either way, uh, what I saw in that first game of his uh, was electric stuff. He's got a great running two-seam fastball that just kind of gets in on those right. He hit three guys with his two-seam fastball. Yeah, it's a cost of doing business some days. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's got some action, and I don't know if he just was a little nervous or whatever in his first game uh, with, the, with the Blue Jays, but he, that running fastball is almost impossible to hit for a right-handed hitter. His curveball that he's got is such, has such late movement, but it's vicious movement. Now, when I say that, a lot of curveballs just kind of loop them their way in. Yep. His curveball looks like a fastball, and then just last second, just breaks about a foot. And there's just, loopers and there's sweepers, and he's got a sweeper. It's dangerous, and yeah. his changeup was working real good, sinking right at the last mm -hmm. second again. Uh, for people who don't understand how hard it is to hit a changeup, when you're seeing a guy who throws, let's say, 96 or 7, like Barrios throws, um, and then he throws a changeup. 
So he's throwing it from the exact same arm slot, so it looks like it's coming from the same spot. Mm -hmm. Everything about it looks exactly the same as the fastball, but about halfway, your brain clicks in and you're like, and again, this is all within less than a second. Your brain clicks in and says, oh wait, that's a lot slower. And at the very last second when you're already swinging, your brain says, oh wait, by the way, that's sinking and it's already in the dirt uh, and you missed it by a lot. Uh, that's how baseball works. It's extremely difficult. So you have to make such quick decisions. And when it looks exactly the same, his changeup is nasty. Uh, so I appreciate that as a pitch, former pitcher myself who learned a changeup later in life. Uh, changeups are probably the hardest pitch to hit as a hitter, especially when you're zoned in on certain other pitches. Oh, 100%, right? And especially when you can take that 10 to 12 miles an hour off of it, yeah. right? That's where, again, a lot, they talk about changing speeds all the time, right? And uh, forget the changeup. Hitting a baseball is the hardest oh, yeah. thing to, to square up general. a baseball. Yeah. That's the hardest thing to do in sports. No disrespect to our man, Austin Philipchuk. Basketball is a very nuanced sport as well, but hitting a baseball, squaring it up from a major league pitcher, that is the hardest thing to do yeah. in sports. We're not talking slow pitch here, guys. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll save that argument for another day. Continuing our pitching talk, our six-man rotation for the Blue Jays continues. Uh, since they've acquired Barrios, they've had six starting pitchers mm -hmm. in a rotation. Uh, from what I've heard, Hyunjin Ryu actually liked that because it gave him an extra day of rest, mm -hmm. and he appreciated that. Uh, younger guys like Alec Manoa, probably that's probably good for their development. They're not constantly going out there. They get that extra day to just kind of chill and re regroup. Uh, so right now, Max, uh, Ryu... I think it's Ryu, Barrios, Ray. It might be Ray. They're all mixed in there. Uh, Stripling, Manoa, and Mats. Mm -hmm. Who's your odd man out when it comes to cutting that down to five? Well, it's kind of funny, actually. The Jays have the perfect opportunity to evaluate that tonight, right? Uh, obviously, Steven Matz, it doesn't look like he had the greatest start uh, coming out for, for his audition of that fifth spot in the rotation. Let's see if our man Ross can grab that. I mean, he's been very, very good down the stretch So efficient. Here. And uh, he reminds me so much of Marco Estrada. I think we've yeah. had this conversation. Mm -hmm. He's not going to overpower guys, but he's no. always precise, and he has... Good stuff. He's pitching, not throwing. And I think yeah. he actually said that himself in a quote in a recent interview. He feels like he's pitching. Yeah. And that's something that, again, people that have played the game will know the biggest difference when we say that analogy. Um, when it comes to Ross, though, I think he's definitely got the the inside track of earning that fifth spot just based on his repertoire and what he's done overall this season. It's He's, he's also been an all-star before. And I know that Steven Matz has had some good seasons, but this is, again... Who would have thought we'd be talking about this at the beginning of the season, the Jays having six viable options out of their starting rotation? This is this is awesome to be having this internal competition yeah. in season. But if I'm a betting man, I think Ross is going to go out and have a great start tonight, and I think he'll secure that fifth spot, and we'll see Matt's maybe relegated to a bullpen role, long relief role, which is going to be huge coming into, as we talked about with Craig uh, Ballard last week, the dog days of summer. Um, we're going to need those guys that can go three, four innings down the stretch in those games that just kind of get away from you a little early that you still need a chance to win right one thing to consider too uh is that ryan brocky is in the minors right now by the looks of it mm -hmm. i know he pitched the other night but it says minors on the depth chart on the on the website mm -hmm. tim Mesa just got hurt so they're mm -hmm. down to in terms of left-handed pitchers brad hand and tyler saucedo who mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier came out of nowhere kind of right uh so they only have two left-handed pitchers so maybe maybe moving mats to the bullpen maybe that's not a bad thing long term very well uh, so could something be. to consider as we go here. Um, the catcher – oh, sorry. Yeah, let's go with the catcher rotation because uh, Tanner Ring asked mm -hmm. it earlier. Shout out to Tanner. Uh, I think it's been working out pretty good so far. But if you Don't had to pick all. one guy, we got Kirk, we got McGuire, mm -hmm. uh, and Jansen will eventually be back again. He's been hurt on and off all mm -hmm. year. Um, big game. Who are you going with? 
man, lately I love Reese McGuire's bat. Talk about George Springer. He's and really well, like 280 plus. He's just having great at-bats as yeah. well, too. I think that's one of those things where you look at, and George Springer said it best in his post-game interview. He said, Reese McGuire set up that inning by having a very, very tough at-bat against an all-star caliber closer in Barnes. And again, it's in the nine spot to be doing what he's doing, hitting 280. That's that's not an automatic out, right? And in, in a division that's as tightly packed as the AL East, you need contributions one through nine in your lineup, whether it be the catcher. And as we've talked about with Chris Untreiner in the past, right? Any sort of offensive production you grab out of your catchers is a bonus. But what Reese McGuire has been able to do, and defensively as well, he had a great yeah, play no defensively, throwing out a guy at second, getting him caught in a rundown, like that, just all these little things. Reese McGuire was earning his playing time. And while I would love to see the development continue of Alejandro Kirk, He's still young. He's still developing. Reese McGuire's been around a little bit longer. He's had a few more games. He's had a chance to kind of establish himself. And he's playing with the hot hand right now. And we all know in baseball, confidence is a huge thing. And when you've got confidence, you can accomplish nearly anything. And the great part for the Jays is that Kirk's right-handed, McGuire's left-handed, so they have the matchup And in a righty-dominant lineup, you kind of want to have that left-handed bat at any point in the lineup, right? What is your th- next question? What is our topic number next? Mm-hmm. What is your qu- threshold for bringing back Marcus Semyon next year? Guys, what, 33 years old, I think, right now. Uh, he's having a great season. As our good friend Craig Ballard does say, though, every time we talk mm-hmm. about him, he had a really hot start, and he's been kind of okay just mm-hmm. ever since. Uh, so his numbers are inflated because of how good he was at the start. He is putting up really good numbers overall, though, and Craig uh, is checking in tonight. He's, he sent us a few comments already. Uh, Barack he was sent down to AAA to get some regular innings in. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Craig, Makes feel sense free to send in your thoughts on Marcus. Oh, yeah. Feel free to send in your thoughts on Marcus Semyon as well. Um, I don't know what they want to go for with a budget for next year, but mm-hmm. with all the young guys that are going to need to get paid soon here, uh, maybe this is their window to give Marcus Semyon a two-year deal at $20 million a year before they really start paying. Because they might give Bo and Vladdy those big contracts, but like we said last episode... The money doesn't actually start accruing, I think that's the right word, uh, for like four or five years still. They still get paid incrementally. Look at me at words right now. Look at you. Incrementally for the next four or five years, and then they start getting like the 20 to $30 million a year range. That's when they, their real money comes in. So is this the time right now uh, where even if you lock those guys up, you give Semyon $20 million for a couple of years? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to be pushing a lot of people towards the Rogers kiosks at the mall to buy cell phones and buy laptops, <laughs> all the, all these different service package offerings, because you know what? This is a team that we talk about still, is still a young baseball team. They're still going to need the veteran presences there. And by all accounts, Marcus Semien is really enjoying his time in Toronto, right? Being on a winning baseball team, seeing the management go out and make the moves that you need to contend game in and game out and year after year, right? So when it comes to him and his age, if he's still able to put it up production-wise, and this is, again, a lesson of the Alex Anthopoulos era's past, what happens when you sign those guys in their early 30s, mid-30s to those three, four-year deals? Typically, they don't perform in the last part of that deal, and that's, again, just experience that we've had with Jose Bautista, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Slows down pretty hard. Josh but that's Donaldson, what I'm wondering. Maybe, maybe two years is the right is the Two right years number. might be the right term. I don't know but, if he wants that. Exactly. This is his last chance at a big money contract, so does he take his, take his talents elsewhere at, again, or in and around that $20 million a year range? I just look range. at him, and I'm like, man, he's having fun, and I just wonder if he just wants to be around this. I just, love, I just love his demeanor, right? Yeah, great he demeanor. had a horrible strike three call in the game on Sunday, didn't look at the umpire, didn't show him up, just walked back to the dugout. You could tell visibly he did not agree with the call, but 
again, he just brings a calming presence to a young, energetic group that you need to have that balance. And what is that worth to you every season when it comes to Major League Baseball salaries? I don't necessarily know, but he's clearly out-earned the $18 million we got him on the one-year deal yeah. in the offseason. Well, his, his stats this year, he's hitting two seventy nine. He has 12 stolen bases, almost 70 RBIs, and 26 home runs. So, I mean, for a second baseman, and that's playing that's great production. defense. It's really, I know, maybe it was a hot start, mm-hmm. Craig, but... For second I hate baseman, to go against Craig Ballard in any argument because I bet you I'm on production, the losing end though, of it, I mean, we just, You don't see that those types of numbers very often. I know he's a mm-hmm. natural shortstop, third base type of guy, but that's But that's versatility value. on the infield, right? Like, I mean, you look at the yeah. pros call and there's a lot of different things and a lot of cases to be made for bringing Marcus Semien back in, again, on-field, character, culture, all of it. I like the idea. I like the idea of a two-year deal. Is he going to want that ultimately? I don't know. Here we go. Craig's chiming in. We got our Craig's take. Was right. it Craig's good t- good call? Good call, Craig. Uh, Semyon seems to love the team, and now he's getting a taste of the actual home crowd. The re-up is possible. Craig did not say the re-up was possible a couple days. Last That's time right. we talked, I don't think. Things are changing. And a long-term deal for Semyon, front-loaded, so with minimal, mm-hmm. minimal impact for those upcoming big years for Vladdy and Bo. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Craig, shout out to Craig. Uh, I just always, always nails it. You just say he knows. A uh, couple topics. We we're going to talk about the in- pitcher, pitcher injuries. Let's move on. Uh, Bravak Valera came out of nowhere. Guy was just talking the other. We were just talking Max. Uh, pinch ran for, oh, I think it was Kirk, late in the game the one Sounds night. Sounds about right, yeah. And, and I had seen this guy, but I didn't think much of it. I just thought it was a random call-up. But he's been around now for a few games. Yeah. Bravak Valera uh, didn't know a single thing about him. I still don't really know a single thing about him, but he's out there doing stuff. He is two for three tonight. As uh, Billy Bean from Moneyball would say, he gets on base. He gets on base. He gets on base. And he can so run. At the uh, end of the day, that's all you th- can ask for thing. for the kid that's coming in. And, and yeah. just on top of that, um, he's versatile. When I'm looking at the Blue Jays' depth chart on their on their roster uh, page, he's listed as a second baseman, shortstop, third baseman, and outfielder. So, I hear I mean, versatility is good to have at this time of year. Probably not that bad. It's not a bad uh, Speaking thing. of versatility, Corey Dickerson, uh, since he's come back from injury, uh, since he got acquired for Joe Panic from the trade, has been doing... Along with Adam Simber. Yeah, Adam Simber. Thank you, Ross Atkins. What a deal. Thank you. I uh, hope that prospect works out for the Marlins. <laughs> uh, seven games after tonight. We included tonight's game in this. 285 average, two doubles, one triple. He's six for 21. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, for a left-handed bat that they needed in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max, that was the Bluebird block. Do you have anything else to add before I shut her down? I don't know. So we'll we get Austin's Austin. thoughts on all the Blue Jays talk. Sure, right Austin, the break you're here. talking hey. next about the Blue Jays. Uh, <laughs> tonight's Bluebird block, as always, is brought to you by our friends over at RBI Baseball. Uh, are you looking for a way to improve your skills on the baseball diamond? Well, make sure you hit up RBI Baseball. They've got a great team of instructors. One of their instructors just won the provincial championships for a midget AAA, right? Am I saying that right? That is correct. Uh, sorry. Sorry, the under, under 18s. 18s. Under 18. Under 18s. Uh, the provincial championships, however, with the Regina Athletics. Congrats to Tanner and the Athletics because I coached. I had an impact on one of those young boys. Uh, Lane Lubinicki was my, one of my star outfielders. He's one of the younger guys on the team. You know what? Year, I tell so. you what. I'm going to drum this up right now. They, they're calling that Tanner Ring. He's the Pete Walker oh, of the. Uh, is he the pitcher whisperer? He's the, the pitcher. Uh, I, again, this is just what I heard. Might have been from Tanner himself, but well, it didn't work for him way. when he was playing. He didn't pitch very much when he was playing, did he? <laughs> he actually did. He, a little hey, bit. He was another guy. Wow. We talk about guys that had some action on their pitches. Tanner Ring could throw. Typically, a ball. when I think back to oh, my yeah. playing days, uh, when I was playing against guys like mm-hmm. Tanner and yourself uh when i crushed against certain guys i just kind of they're forgettable you know what i mean <laughs> oh i see 
Oh, that's, we'll be bringing that burn. one up to Tanner. Anyways, RBI Baseball. <laughs> uh, great people over there, including Tanner. <laughs> uh, anyways, if, if you want to hit them up, go, go to their Facebook page, their Instagram page, which is awesome, by the way. Very active on their stories mm-hmm. uh, and their website as well. At RBI, they rise above the rest. I'm going to get out of here. When I when we come back from break, yeah, I got some basketball minutes, to talk. Austin Phillipchuk's checking in from Hoop Life Basketball. He'll be here. Max is staying in. I'm heading out. Uh, we'll see you in two and a half minutes. Clark's got to regel his hair. Oh, boy. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG. Always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Welcome back, everyone. Austin, how'd you like our Blue Jays segment? First of all, they able to hang with it pretty good. My parents watch the Jays, so I kind of know. 
Hey, that's quite all right, my friend. We're going to have some names that go over my head real shortly here. But it's our good friend, Austin Philipchuk, joining us from Hoop Life Basketball tonight. Austin, how are things going? They're going good. Finally back in the gym, finally able to actually play basketball. So it's it's amazing to just finally have it back. Awesome. And we were talking a little bit off air, but what camps do you currently have going on right now? We've got some morning camps, some afternoon camps, and then we also have our weekly sessions going on. So if anyone watching is looking to play some basketball, definitely tons of different options. Awesome. we got a couple of future Kemba Walkers in the group there? Or? Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> At least a couple anyways. Well, I tell you what, Austin, there's obviously the NBA offseason as crazy as it is every single season, really. What's jumped out as a couple of the big things this offseason that have really dominated your headlines? Uh, there's been a lot of it. Just a lot of the movement going on, just a lot of the signings and just kind of seeing the team fits. Some of them are really just going specifically for what they're looking for. Mm -hmm versus just trying to get star power. And it's really been interesting, some of the moves going on, some of the teams that are stacking up right now. Absolutely. So did you follow the draft pretty closely? I followed the, the lottery pretty close. Follow the lottery pretty closely. I'm not huge into college basketball, okay. so I don't know a lot of the deeper For sure. guys. When they get to the pros anyways, that's when you start paying attention. Yeah, anyways. once they get into their rookie year, that's definitely when I start tuning in Absolutely, fair enough. Well, Cade Cunningham is certainly poised to make quite the impression in Houston. Is there anything you can tell me about him and obviously what he's going to bring to the Houston Rockets coming he, up? He actually season? went to the Pistons. Oh, sorry, so, the Pistons. Yeah. See, there we go. That's, like I said, names are going to go above my head and, yeah. and places we're going to be traded. But. Yeah, I feel like he's, he's going to have a really good year. The only problem is that he plays for the Pistons. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, I mean, aside from Jeremy Grant they ain't got much going on there so but I mean should be a lot of options for him you know finally getting the ball a bunch absolutely so. is Dwayne Casey still the head coach in Detroit he is I think he just re-signed this year for another two or three years absolutely. one so. of those guys that where you trust the process a little bit with him to borrow a line from the 76ers and at the end of the day do you see him maybe being a long-term fit still with the Pistons obviously he's been there a while and hasn't yeah. exactly achieved the success that he had in Toronto feel like it'll be kind of a play-by-ear thing for them. I know he, I know a lot of people want to give the uh, Siakam and the Van Vliet's to him, but I feel like a lot of that was Jerry Stackhouse and a lot of the, the G League. So I know he's, he's the type of coach that wants to win now, and that's kind of why I was confused by him going to the Pistons originally, but I definitely think they'll play it by ear, kind of see if he can provide some winning to that team and Absolutely. just go from there. For sure, for sure. And we'll go, I guess, from the bottom of the league, flipping it over into the corner three. Guys, if we could bring the graphic up for Austin here and everything that we've got going on. Like I said, we've got a lot to talk about tonight when it comes to basketball. I'm sure it'll come up. Look at that. Good stuff, guys. So, obviously, hoop like basketball. We're no strangers to the Laker fandom that you guys have internally there between I guess, are you a Lakers fan as well? I'm not. I'm actually a Raptor fan. You're a Raptor so, fan. Well, we'll get yeah. into them shortly here. But all, so I guess Andrew probably played a little bit anyways in this top topic that we'll discuss. But I mean, again, league-wide, right? The Lakers pick up Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, a couple guys that maybe have some name value, guys that maybe yeah. most of our audience has heard of. What do you think about the Lakers strategy of, again, going for the star power of the dream team here and as opposed to, I guess, going for best fit with the organization. Is it one of those situations where LeBron's well-rested? He says, give me some guys that got some talent and I'll take you the rest of the way. What do you make of the moves that LA has done this year? I think they're going to be one of the biggest teams that have the spotlight on them. Like, they're the Lakers. They obviously always do, and they have LeBron. But it's going to be an interesting season. It's going to be very 
win or very loss. And there's, I don't think there's going to be a middle point in that. I think their team is good enough to the point where they should be able to figure out. But just how awkward that team fits is what really scares me. The yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook, everyone says LeBron needs shooters. And then you bring in one of the worst volume shooters in the league. That's definitely something that's scaring me, especially I'm pretty sure he's the highest paid guy on their team. So that fit there is a little bit interesting. Melo is getting a little bit older. I know he's a bit more of a shooter, but just him being that guy who catches it off the dribble into the shot is going to be another awkward fit, I think. But some of their pickups off the bench, people don't really talk about them, but I think that could be some more of the impact of what they actually need. Guys like Malik Monk and Wayne Ellington, who are actually shooters, I think that'll go a long way for them. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, whoever uh, hits the floor and, again, executes in terms of the shooting is going to be the ones that are exactly. playing heavily in LeBron's favor anyway. Yeah. Do you find, I guess, when it comes to the culture of that team, obviously, when it comes to Russ, he's, he's a heavily renowned name around the league, maybe not necessarily for the best reasons when it comes to his locker room presence. Do you think going and teaming up with LeBron is exactly what a guy like Russell Westbrook needs to become a team guy to help lead to a championship? I think it'll definitely help. Like a lot of the people that he's been around haven't really been winners per se, as some people say. Like you have KD when he was with OKC still, you have James Harden, guys who haven't been able to actually win a chip by themselves. Obviously when they were with Russ, KD's a little bit different, but I think just understanding and learning from guys who have won a championship, like AD and LeBron did it already. So kind of, I'm hoping he's able to kind of be that third guy and actually fit that culture, but that'll be a lot of where he either is a huge success for them or where they'll struggle is if he's trying to be that ball dominant guy because he can't shoot. And LeBron, as much as people say he's getting better at shooting, is still not his strongest point. And mm -hmm. if he's your best player, that's it's not what you want him doing. A hundred percent. I guess when it comes to LeBron too, the biggest storyline for me is he's actually had an off season this year. How much do you think that that plays, I guess, into what the Lakers potential could be, right? We haven't seen a rested Braun since, gosh, I don't even know if we ever have really beyond. Yeah, I it's, guess been, the it's been a while. It's been a long time. Do you think that that in and of itself is as big of an asset to the LA Lakers as any of the pickups that they've made? For sure. That's definitely one of the biggest things with them, especially since the last couple of years, he has been a bit more injured than normal. Mm -hmm. Before, might have had a couple of nights off, small little yeah. injuries. But with that groin injury he had, and I think it was the ankle injury last year, mm -hmm. definitely just being able to rest that. And he's the best player in the world sure. when he's healthy. So just giving him that time. And I think that's a huge thing from the Westbrook trade. I've heard a bunch of people talk about it. He's a guy that during the regular season, if you're resting AD, you're resting LeBron, he can carry a team to the playoffs mm -hmm. by himself. Absolutely. It's just all about finding that fit and how does he, how does he fit around everyone else in the playoffs. Yeah, and 100%. And the Lakers obviously learned that last year with a, a long-term absence of Anthony Davis. And yeah. again, he's kind of an X factor there. It's kind of crazy to think that we're calling Anthony Davis an X factor. <laughs> he's usually the factor. Yeah. But I know that we're probably in and around the same age range anyways. I, I remember back when I was playing NBA Live 2005 back on the GameCube when Ooh. Carmelo Anthony was on the cover. Yeah. And now it's everybody's fantasy draft dream, right? It's LeBron, it's Carmelo on the same team. Yeah. If D-Wade 
was still sticking around the top oh, of that man. 2003 draft get class. Chris Bosh in there. Get exactly. the, the in there. Oh, geez. Everything and then some, right? So it's crazy to see what they're doing in LA. And I guess we'll just transition on to your Raptors now. Perfect. With that being said, what do you make of the rebuild? I think they're doing a fantastic job. As a fan, I will say, like, I'm sad Kyle Lowry's gone. But the pieces that they've picked up has definitely been in the right direction. I know point guard-wise people wanted Jalen Suggs, but I think Malachi Flynn is just going to step up a little bit more from last year. He was showing that he had flashes. And Scotty Barnes is just a guy that they have to take a risk on from yeah. my eyes. You have so many different wings that have succeeded in the draft. You look at Giannis, you look at Kawhi, you look at guys like Paul George. They go in. People don't talk about them as much because they're a bit more of a raw talent. But if you have that length, you have that athleticism, there's so much potential there. And if they can find a good fit there, I think that's going to be huge. 100%. And I think it goes without saying even, too, for the Toronto Raptors, right? Their biggest acquisition might have been the re-upping of championship architect Masai Ujiri at the top oh. of the management 100%. Group. What do you make of that move? Do you think it's, again, it's still we trust him, Masai, give him the lifetime contract? I don't even know what the extension was for. But at yeah. this point, do you trust him, Masai, until your grave at this point? Oh, 100%. 100%. Every team that he's been with, I know he's with, I think, the Nuggets before and mm -hmm. a couple other teams, but he knows what he's doing. And he's just so good at, it seems from a fan aspect, that he's so good with the relationships and just being able to keep guys there. And Toronto... And the NBA is not a huge market. So when you're able to actually draft good guys and just making sure that they want to stay, that's one of the biggest things you could get in sports. And he's amazing at that. Absolutely. So I fully trust him. For sure. And I guess I'll ask you to put your Maasai hat on for a minute. What do you make of the Pascal Siakam trade rumors? Is this a situation where, again, putting yourself in Maasai's shoes, do you deal him? Do, he's a young, budding superstar and continues to get better, it seems, year over year in the weak points of his game. Yeah. What do you do with Pascal Siakam, especially being a younger forward on a team that's rebuilding? Does it make sense to move him? I don't understand why people are trying to force him out. I understand he had a bad season, but that's it. He had one bad season. Mm -hmm. Realistically, he didn't play a single home game. Nope. They played in Tampa. Right? He's on the road the whole season, right? He's still kind of figuring out how to be that guy. I know he had a couple of seasons now since Kawhi's left, but just so many moving pieces in the last couple of years and just being able to figure out how to play with everyone. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the focus this last season was making sure that Fred Van Vliet was kind of running the one. He was used to running the two, Kyle was more of the one, and they've kind of been comboing that since they paid him such a big deal. Right. They definitely had to get him more in that one position. and. I, I don't see them moving him. I hope they don't move him. Absolutely. But. I mean, is it one of those situations where it has to be a bona fide slam dunk? The rumor that I've seen out there is a straight-up one-for-one with Ben Simmons in the Philadelphia 76ers, obviously his situation. Again, yeah. maybe one of those things where a change of scenery works out best for him. But do you think Pascal really needs a change of scenery? Does that, again, make sense in terms of a logistical move for the Raptors? Yeah. I just think he needs some time. I think he needs to be at home, just kind of figure it out. It's been an interesting year for everyone, and I'm sure he's been affected by that majorly. But mm -hmm. I will say on record, I am not a Ben Simmons fan. Yeah. I hope we don't trade for him. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. If they did, that could be a good fit for both of them. But I just hope that they keep Pascal and 
kind of play out one more year and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see him remain in Raptor Red as well, too. Just obviously, again, we, we don't necessarily know quite yet the ceiling of what Pascal Siakam can be. You alluded to it earlier, much like we talk about the Toronto Blue Jays quite a bit on this program, right? They, they haven't been at home, and when they have the chance to return back to the ACC, we could very well be seeing that I don't want to say MVP caliber Pascal Siakam, but, but MVP at least of the Raptors caliber yeah. Pascal Siakam. He's an all-star Siakam. starter, and people just mm-hmm. forgot about that in months. So I, I think he could come back. Much like sports, it. it's always that what have you done for me lately kind exactly. of thing. And as fans, we're guilty of it if you can't see the long view, right? So, exactly. So again, staying with your Masai Ujiri hat on. What moves are you making the rest of this offseason to fill out the team to meet your goals as a fan? I'm always interested in that because obviously the organization has goals, yeah. but us as fans always have those, I guess, altruistic goals and alternative or ulterior motives. What for would sure. you like to see them finish off the pieces of this team with? I guess for me, I'd probably be a lot different than other fans. I know everyone wants that win now, but I just want to see them continue the rebuild. Sure. Like I'm 100% down for them to not be that good for the next couple of years and just keep building, keep finding those young pieces. Even in that Lowry trade, they picked up Precious Achua, mm-hmm. young center, it's exactly what they needed. Yeah. They were running Chris Boucher before, and as much as I love him, he can't play a full game. Right. You get him against guys like Joel Embiid, and he just gets bodied because he's too small. He's too small. Like he's tall, but he's small. He, right. He's not very strong. So just continuing to get young pieces, mm-hmm. find those places where they can make that work, and just continue to go with the rebuild until we can finally make a good push. Always a little bit easier when they just are fresh off a championship in 2019 as well. It's oh, always yeah. easier to say, hey, Clark, rebuilds are always fun when you win. Um, anyways, so <laughs> transitioning to our final topic in the corner three for tonight, Austin, Luca magic continues. Fresh off Sorry. his rookie Supermax extension, $207 million, five Ooh. years as big-time hockey and baseball, well, I guess baseball, different animal, but big-time hockey fans, that's a number that's just uncomprehensible in terms of yeah. an average annual value for a contract. Do you feel that Luca has proven to be worth that and then some for the Dallas Mavericks? 100%. Yeah. To me, he is going to be in that GO conversation. Yeah. I'm a little bit biased because he's my favorite player in the league, sure. but especially you look at the Olympics that he just had this like couple weeks ago, I guess, mm-hmm. now. He's insane. Like it's the first time Slovenia's been in the Olympics period, mm-hmm. and he was averaging I think 25 points, almost a triple double. It was like 25, eight mm-hmm. and eight, and he dropped 48 in a game. That's like the third highest all time in an Olympic game scoring. Mm-hmm. So I just think this guy's the limit for him. As long as you could put a competent team around him, not even necessarily a good team, just a competent team. For sure, I think he's going to be so good. Yeah, if you could keep him there long term. Mm-hmm. You're doing your job. And being a young guy in a conference, I guess, again, that's dominated by, again, the LeBrons of the world who, again, as we face it, Andrew's going to hate me for this. Please don't drop (laughs) your sponsorship, Andrew. Love the Lakers, love LeBron, all that good stuff. But he's an aging vet. He's an aging superstar where there is going to be an NBA past LeBron and it's guys like Luka Doncic that are going to carry that torch and and be that next superstar like you said goat conversation right and I guess going back to the Olympics itself uh, outside of Luka what did you make of the games overall this summer again been a weird year and obviously it was the 2020 Tokyo Olympics did you catch a lot of the action on the court at the Olympics I watched a few of the games more Mm -hmm. so just the highlights but Mm -hmm. the key thing I took away from the Olympics is I'm very excited for NBA basketball 
because they said they're changing up the rules. All that drawing fouls is going to be kind of looked at. Right. And I think a lot of the big stars that were playing for Team USA this year kind of found that out the hard way, how mm -hmm. that actually is to play there. Because guys like Dame and KD and Tatum that kind of find that contact and look for fouls, they weren't getting calls. So it's exciting as the NBA kind of progresses towards eliminating that from the game. It's definitely going to be... A lot more fun to watch. Awesome. Well, I'm going to catch up with you in a second about, again, continuing what's going on at Hoop Life, what your guys' next few months look like, obviously with construction on the new building, right? It's super exciting time. But I got a fan question for you again. If you've got the amount of money, I guess, in your bank account, let's say you got 175 bucks and it's going towards a jersey. What jersey are you buying? Is it a Toronto Raptors one? Or again, as you alluded to, favorite player, Luka Doncic, and I'm not sure what your closet looks like already. Maybe you have both, but if you can pick one jersey of it's your favorite team or your favorite player, who are you going with currently as your fandom in the NBA sets? I will say I do have a solid jersey collection, mm -hmm. but my favorite one that I do have right now is actually Habib. Habib. Oh, okay. I've got my guy's jersey. Heard of that so guy? Yeah. That, that's nothing could top that one. I just no want to kidding. put that on Again, record. GOAT conversation. Right? Exactly. Talk about that. Probably my favorite player of all time ever. Probably All tough time. to get an autograph on that one, though. Hey, like he's, I, I could try to swing something, but yeah. I haven't yet. I might have to do Got that. connections there. <laughs> sure. uh, but just jersey-wise, I'd probably go with a Luka jersey. Awesome. Some of those Mavs jerseys, the one with like the mountain across the front, mm -hmm. those are some nice jerseys. I'd probably cop a Luka one. Absolutely. And I find with the NBA, right, they're definitely on the forefront in terms of the creative edge for jerseys. I, I don't know. Optically, again, maybe I need to be a bit more of a basketball <laughs> fan. I see a lot more misses than I do uh, hits, I guess, when it comes to the jerseys. But there definitely is some good ones out there. For Nike some isn't scared with basketball no. to just come out with jerseys and... I like it because some of them hit. As much as you have misses, some of them will hit, and some Absolutely. of those will stick around. So 100%. I like it. Absolutely. Well, let's touch on Hoop Life again. What's your guys' next couple months looking like? Obviously, you guys are still busy with the camps, still busy with sessions five days a week right now, as I understand it. What's, uh, what's I guess, coming down the pipe for the rest of the summer for Hoop Life? Yeah, just tons of tons and tons of basketball. So we've got two weeks of camp left, so that's four total camps. Uh, unfortunately, just the boys have done the girls for the summer, but uh, I've got two camps left, or two weeks of camp, sorry, and then the session's coming up. And then transitioning past the summer, just got sessions going up uh, until we're in our own facility. Mm -hmm. And we also have an announcement coming on Friday. Ooh. So tune in to our social medias, our Facebook, our Instagram. Uh, stay tuned for that. Some really exciting news for what's coming up in the future. So definitely keep an eye out for that. That's fantastic, Austin. Well, I tell you what, man, greatly appreciate the time as always when you have a chance to come in studio. And uh, I guess that'll wrap it up for the Corner 3 in Hoop Life. That segment was brought to you by our friends at Hoop Life. Head over to their app store, or I guess, sorry, head over to the app store today. Make sure you download the Hoop Life app and input the, uh, input the code at checkout, squad10, for 10% off camps, sessions, the best apparel in the game. We always talk about Habib's always got the drip when he comes in, man. I tell you, I don't know what it is. You guys always seem to have something new in the hopper. But again, squad 10 for 10% off of everything that's going on with our friends at Hoop Life. That'll do it for us anyways in terms of this segment. I'm going to welcome my friend Clark back in. I guess we've got a few more things to chat about tonight before the Jays kick off uh, the second game of their doubleheader. But once again, Austin, thanks for coming in tonight, man. Thanks Greatly for appreciate me. it. Always love we'll it. We'll see you guys after the break. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. 
opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Western nightcap. No, do the Bruce Buffer. Hits. I don't want to get. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get sued. Oh, uh, great Western Logger! If you guys are, haven't already, it's easy uh, to enter. We're giving away two of these T-shirts tonight. Uh, just tag Great Western or Original Sixteen in the comments. I see that several people have done it. Last chance. I see a few new people checking in. So make sure you're tagging them in the comments right now. We'll mm-hmm. send you a shirt. Uh, we're gonna pick some in just a minute here. Uh, Max, don't let us forget to pick two people. Okay. Uh, I see a couple people have entered, so definitely do it. Clark, um, don't forget to pick winners. A cup, yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, a couple of comments before we get into our big thing that we've been waiting all night to do. Uh, my dad, Rod, our dad, I guess. Max and Clark, right. Jay's lost the first game tonight. Thoughts on wildcard chances, please? Quickly. Good, bad. Quickly, good. Still very good. Still There's very still 50 good. plus games left in the season. Obviously, they, uh, I guess, seven and three now in their yep. past 10. And as Mike Wilner pointed out today, uh, only 13 of the remaining 52 games are against 
playoff teams. Against playoff teams. And so then they have with, a good chance. on top of that, a lot of games at the Rogers Center too, still, even with the 11 game homestand, you yeah. still have quite a few games at Rogers Center. And that's clearly evidenced by a nine and two homestand right there. Anything is possible with this Jays team if they continue to win. And again, knock on wood that the injury bug stays away. Yeah, Brady Witt saying the Blue Jays in a non-stack division would be in the playoffs. If yep. they don't make it this year, at least they can continue to build the roster in order to make a contender one or two years in the future. Uh, Donna Berger is checking in. She always likes and shares the show. If you haven't liked already, make sure you do. We only have a few people checking in right now. So make sure you hit that like and share button. And if you haven't already, Original 16 Great Western, Hit tag them right now. We'll send you a shirt. Uh, well, not everybody, but some pit winners. Max, it's the nightcap time. Speaking of Great Western, uh, we have on tap tonight the Great Western Lager. Oh, We're going to crack it nice right and, now for nice, our Great Western. Nice and chilly. The Great Western Nightcap. We had it chilled oh, uh, before the show, so we're good to yeah. go. There it is. Mm-hmm. Labels out, mm. Max. Uh, great, <laughs> great Western Lager. Again, a great choice. And we have a fun event, fun activity here tonight. We're yeah. going to get right into it. There's some other Whoever stuff we probably could talk about. marketing guy is pretty good at his job, actually. Good oh, job. Oh, boy. Look at you good tooting stuff. your own horn. Oh, here. it is me. That's right. Oh, uh, sorry. You, you did come up with this idea. So, courtesy of Great Western, Original 16, I think we're going to brand it maybe on the graphics. Why not? Crazy not uh, to. We are doing the best baseball movies of all time draft. So me and Max are going to go back and forth right now. We need your thoughts on this. I'm actually going to share it on Facebook right now just to get some people in here. Here it is. All time baseball movie draft. So again, we were going to do three. I think we're going to do five because there's so many there's good baseball so movies. So many choices. Uh, so you get first pick because it was your idea. You claimed first overall pick. Uh, so let's see. What do you got? Best baseball movies, first overall pick. Let's go. I, know, I think I know what you're picking here. Before we get into this, is this is what I warned you about, Max. That's right. We don't no, have no, that no, much no. We time. will be quick. We will be quick. <laughs> Baseball, greatest genre of sports, like movies to choose from, right? Like between hockey, football, movies, baseball, golf, in terms whatever, of vast basketball. Quantity, football's got some bangers. There's a couple real classic hockey movies, yes. but in terms of overall quantity, there's just so many good baseball so movies. Many baseball. I don't know. I don't know. That maybe that's another poll question. And I guess question. that's that's the other thing. What's the, the best genre of sports movie? Exactly. That's another good one. And I guess we also need to preface this as to exactly where this idea came from. The Field of Dreams game is happening. Was it this Friday or Thursday? Uh, between this, the it's like Yankee, three or four days away. Between the so Yankees and Friday. White Sox. So, yeah. and by the way, if you've never seen Field of Dreams, you need to commit two plus hours of your life and go watch it. It's fantastic. Great family fatherhood pop culture baseball like how many quotes yeah. have come from that pops you want to have a catch uh like that's if a, you build it if you don't cry when he says you want to have a catch oh. like and also if so, you build it they will come like that's, a, that's an iconic line so yeah anyways max you get first overall pick here what are you going with i'm going with bull durham oh you surprised me i Out didn't think you were going Cam with that no i i absolutely love this movie uh specifically just the meaning of my life so back when i was like 14 which people have seen the movie might be a little bit young to watch Bull Durham, but my parents were always fantastic with maybe letting me expand my horizons a little bit before my friends. They, they said that I was a mature kid anyways. At least that's what they thought. Um, but when no, it comes to Bull Durham, so just so, so the story, the, again, a movie with so many quotable lines, right? Not that are maybe very familiar for this uh, program or family friendly, but uh, I absolutely love that movie at the heart of its core. Like I said, one of those ones where I was like 14, 15 years old, it was right in my wheel house with just so many quotes i already had a, a built-in passion for the game and just combining movie and the sport that i loved 
in the minor league setting and just kind of it, all of it is fantastic from the casting, from the quotes, from it all. Bull Durham is my number one selection all day, wow. twice on Tuesdays for the squad cast. Wow. Okay. I was, I, that's a good one. That was probably going to be my number two. If mm-hmm. you had gone with the movie, I thought you were going to go with, but because you didn't, I have to go with my personal favorite that I can literally watch any time. And I watched it just the other day. You told me today you were watching it just the other day. Moneyball. Uh, I love this movie from start to finish. It's everything you want in a baseball movie. You get some behind the scenes management. You get some scouting. You get some coaching. You get some non-confident player who becomes confident based on true story based on a true story of a time when i was very uh impressionable i was 12 or something when the athletics had that crazy run that season with all these cheap players i remember building teams i i went to the red sox because they got johnny damon i went to the yankees because they got giambi i i always just i remember like thinking the athletics were trash and then they start winning and then you oh i want to be the athletics in all these video games etc i have to go with moneyball i think it just has a little bit of everything i love seeing the management side of sports and i love when that's movie based i think of draft day for football not the best movie but when it gets into the actual behind the scenes Mm -hmm. i love that stuff uh so moneyball to me is a great baseball movie it's my number two pick excellent selection that would have been exactly where it would have gone uh, had you not taken it but that's the best part about a draft right you're only allowed to only allowed to pick one man and again, another one that is just at the core, and I relate it to another sports movie that I guess, again, a little bit before its time, but I got to go with Major League. I have to go with Major League at number two. Again, quotables, cast, everything. Charlie, Seen, Charlie Sheen, uh, Rick Wild, Thing Vaughn. Forget the curveball, Ricky. Oh, yeah. Throw him the heater. There's we used just... to watch that movie every single game in yeah. my junior college days in California. Every game before it was on in the clubhouse, we would watch it. Major League. That's again one of those ones with my dad, where I, I just I remember sitting back, him getting to. I don't want to say it was a privilege, but him watching it with me the first time I saw it and how hard I laughed. Pedro Serrano with Joe Boo and the everything about that movie just screams me and the the type of humor that I've grown to absolutely love. I've got. To go with major league okay. as my number three overall selection okay major league number one of course right? i'm really glad we're going five already i'm glad we're going five my second overall pick uh i have to go back to the roots grassroots baseball again extremely pop culture extremely quotable everybody are you typing it in had these experiences as kids growing up uh, going to the going to the convenience store, picking up some a baseball, picking up the gum, you know, all that stuff. Everything about it. Sandlot, number two pick. I know it. It might not be the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes of mm-hmm. all time, yeah. but in terms of baseball and what it is as at its core, uh, I think that explains a lot of it. I think the Sandlot it just kind of encompasses a lot of it, what baseball is. So there you go. Number my number two pick for overall, the Sandlot. I love it. I really do love it. I am absolutely torn with where to go at number three, specifically just for drafting purposes. I think, I think I'm going to get my sleeper at number five, and I think oh. it's one that you maybe haven't seen that I'm going to oh. review on. But with the number five... So third overall for you, third pick for you, number five overall. Number five overall, and again, this will not be my sleeper. I think I'm going to save for the end of the draft because, again, I'm going to I'm try and fool you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. My third overall selection, fifth overall. I'm really hoping it's not the one I want here. I'm going with the Bad News Bears, Billy oh. Bob Thornton version. Oh, the newer from one. 2005. Okay. I wouldn't have picked that one. So This is one of those ones where when we talk about remakes, 
they couldn't have found a better person. Billy Bob Thornton, again, it's, it all goes back to quotables for me. If I can quote the movie, it has that, that connection to my brain for life. Yep. And just so many moments with Engelberg and then when they're in the handshake line, when they're losing at the start of the movie and the Tanner, uh, who just happened to be one of my best friends growing up and he's going through the handshake line and he's hitting their gloves out of their hands and smacking their hands and saying a couple of profanities as, as a child it, to me again, it just, it's, it's all time funny. Yep. And that's the best as, as uh, Mike Wilner said about George Springer being a force bad news bears with Billy Bob Thornton, 2005 remake. It's just all time funny. Okay. I'm Rick Kinnear is the other coach too. Yeah. Yeah. Number six, my third overall pick. Uh, I'm going historical significance with this one. Oh. This one, I'm going with the Jackie Robinson story, 42. Uh, I've only seen it once or twice, but man, it, it it tells the story so well. Chadwick Boseman, I mean, come on. Such a great performance as Jackie Robinson. The story itself is so important for what baseball is today mm -hmm. and how it became what it is today. Uh, so I have to go 42 with my number three overall pick. That's a very, very good one. I wanted to pick a couple other ones. I still have picks that I'm really, I wanted I know. to do that. And I, I'm feel, worried. I feel like we I'm can worried. go seven or eight now. I'm worried at number seven, you're going to take my other pick. See, you know what? I don't think I am because I got to go into the sleepers just because of how much I've watched. <sighs> I'm worried that one of the sleepers is the one I want, though. Okay, let's let's see here. So I go back to watching it on, on cable. Remember, like, AMC? It would always play, like, the older movies yep. and, and just kind I'm of... nervous here, Max. I'm right nervous. around where I'm at. I'm going with the historical, I guess, again, another based on true story-ish, Eight Men Out. Okay. Eight Men Out, Bold. again, with, with a cast that was just fantastic. Joan Cusack, um, and it just tells the story about the, the Black Sox, right? And, and throwing the World Series and just kind of the inner workings of, of how that all worked. Again, semi-based on be a honest, true story. haven't seen it. And again, one that I highly recommend just for baseball classes yep. and again, the historical factor. Uh, Eight Men Out was one of my all-time favorites. I probably watched it four or five times. It's again, one of those ones where whenever it's on TV or I come across it on a streaming service, I just have to flip it on because it again it, it just had that hist the historical angle uh in addition to a very very scandalous thing that is a part of baseball's bad history always gets talked about absolutely um, elias is checking in elias is a bit on the younger side max mm -hmm. hasn't seen sandlot elias, elias you have homework go watch it right you now. you have homework stop watching you us. could stop watching us it's and more go watch important. the sand elias i'm telling you okay so here's the thing though because we talk about the mighty ducks and again so how old is elias i want to say he's i guess he's in the he's he, young he's younger yeah. so he'll still enjoy the sandlot then. oh it, yeah it's it, extremely relatable it's, it's extremely relatable it's it is perfect. timeless yeah uh, I, I think any any age can get into that it's because older people can relate to it and get nostalgic mm -hmm. younger people can look back at a time where they were that age but it's not the same and still get really it's extremely related i have a feeling Anyways. that when we put this to a poll depending on what your choices are i may lose because i don't know how many people have seen that's eight it men out. now i'm gonna go my number four pick so this is number eight correct mm -hmm. number eight uh a movie again uh it's not it's more than a baseball movie it's a cultural movie it's a societal movie mm -hmm. it's got some hard issues in it it's got poverty in it it's got all oh, sorts of stuff in it i know where you're going now I cry absolutely every yeah. time G Baby hits the ground ball over the first baseman. Hardball, man. Keanu Reeves. Okay. It's got it's got the betting aspect. He's a hard. It's kind of like a harder version of what Mighty Ducks One is mm -hmm. for baseball. 
Uh, he comes to a hard luck team. They're, they're in the ghetto, like in Chicago, really tough spot. Yes. And he kind of helps them kind of realize that they're more – Frick, I'm crying already. Know, They're more right? than what they think they are. Uh, he gets some new jerseys. G-Baby gets shot. I mean, God, everything you want, hardball. I got to go with it. I'm, I wanted to pick it earlier in this can draft. I, uh, can I trade you nope. two, <laughs> two Frosty Cold Original 16 beers? Oh, well, now you're talking. For the 10th overall selection. Mm. And when I say trade you, I mean I'll so go you get them out of the you want to make two picks? No, well. We could make 10 more picks because I am torn as to where to go at number five. I thought I knew where I wanted to go, but they're, again, one of those draft classes where there's just so many still on the board. Yep. Oh. Number nine, who do you got? Number Oh, yeah, sorry, number nine. Yeah. Uh, man, if it's my last pick of the draft case, okay, so... I, there's a couple This like is where my niche fandom movies of movies here. kind of... It hurts me, and again, the because if we're if we're gonna do a poll on this of who wins, I'm gonna lose because again, it's another movie that people probably haven't heard of. So I gotta go with a safer play here, a movie that again I probably watched five or six or seven times, A League of Their Own. Oh, historical. See, that's what I was gonna pick. Again, another kind of based on a true story of, of war times and and baseball and bringing the country together. Tom Hanks with an iconic no role. There's no crying in baseball. Jimmy Dugan Did at do the okay? urinal with the never-ending whiz. There's no crying in like Rosie that's... O'Donnell, Madonna, yeah, uh, Gina Davis. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Lots just an all-star cast. Yeah. And again, with the historical significance of it, with the humor there, right? It was, and the female side of stuff. Absolutely. Now, one thing that I was going to say, with, I, I was going to pick it next. I will be mm. straight up. Uh, I used to watch this movie all the time with my aunt, who mm -hmm. was a uh, softball player. And she used this movie as like kind of her way, her gateway into loving the sport. Yes. Uh, and I feel like that is an underrated thing with this movie. And it might get overlooked, but... The significance I think it had with Absolutely. a lot of female softball slash baseball players, I think, mm -hmm. is going to always get overlooked, but it's massively important. And I think, uh, you know, sort of in the ilk, now it has some comedy aspect Absolutely. to it, of course, but in the ilk of, oh, shoot, like what 42 did right. for that side of the societal thing. A barrier breaker. I think this had mm -hmm. a lot to do with a lot of women getting into the sport of baseball. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it did. No, I, I won't argue with that. Absolutely All not. Right, no, like you said, own. a barrier I was breaker. Gonna, like I said, I was going to pick this at number 10, and I thought I was getting away with it. I'm worried about where you're going to pick at number 10 number because 10. I left it. Oh. There is one on here that is highly, 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 highly rated in terms of all-time movies uh, that we haven't picked yet, and it has significant <laughs> – they're, they're playing a game on the field this week, uh, Field of Dreams. I have to do it. Yeah. I wasn't going to pick Field of Dreams, but yeah. since you picked mine, I got to go Field of Dreams at number 10. And, man, there is still, like, probably six or seven that I would consider. Yeah. There, there really is. We'd have, we we got to go through a quick list of the honorable Maybe mentions. Maybe some honorable mentions. Because there's four or five. And Field of Dreams, again, It's that was my toss-up at number 10 with A League of Their Own. It was just, I always go back to what I watched as a kid. I've watched Field of Dreams two or three times. Fantastic film. Oh, yeah. Great movie. If you've never seen it, you have to. Yeah. It's just excellent. Uh, but A League of Their Own, just for whatever reason, it just had that I was little, ex it it, had that little extra. It had that, I thought you were going with It had with the five-tool player versus the four-tool in Field of Dreams. Uh, so there's reason. a few other honorable mentions here that I'll just go through. Feel free to shout them out as we go here, mm -hmm. Max, as well. Um, everybody's loving the picks. Myron says, I've seen Eight Men Out. It's a little dry for the casual fan, but it I is. enjoyed it. It is. Myron uh, is bang on with that assessment. Yeah. Uh, Elias says, 42, I love that movie. So you've seen 42, but not Sandlot? Elias. 
Come on, man. Yeah, that, 42 I get is more it. recent. It's though. more recent. Yeah. Um, a couple other movies that we didn't pick. The Natural. I have to say, I don't think I've seen The Natural. I had it in. I might have seen had it, it once. in the graphic. Robert Redford again. Yep. It, it, it Robert might Duvall. Be a little, Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Yep. Wilford Brimley. Might be a little dry for the Glenn casual Close. fan, but there is kind of that magical angle to it. The the I guess mystical figure of the natural. So that's that's another one oh, you should check out. This is one I was gonna pick. I think I can see it. Fever, Fever pitch. pitch. Yeah. I, I was actually gonna pick this. I didn't pick it because of the red. I don't song, think so. I would change any of my five picks <laughs> I love for Fever it. Pitch. But the fact that they were able to film that movie at a time where the Red Sox actually, actually won. Yeah. And there's so much of that like just diehard fan. Uh, I love that movie. Actually, I should have picked it, but I don't. Again, I don't think I'd change any of my five. So, is for Moneyball? It. Would you say that's the number one that you've watched the most on your list? Like your number one pick oh, that I've was the one the that you watched I think the would most have to be out the of Sandlot. the day? Sandlot. But Moneyball okay. recently, yeah. Like I way. didn't pick the one I think I've watched. No, that's not true. So that's a couple true. other ones that are on now. This is this is on this is Rotten Tomatoes top thirty-five. I, I've got I've got the exact um, same one. But I, a couple on here that I'm not seeing. Uh, the newer, I guess there was a really old Angels in the Outfield. I didn't know that, but the yeah. new one oh, okay. is the one that I'm thinking of. But like a really old like one. Like are from you the talking 50s. about the one with the kid from, yeah. uh, oh geez, from American Pie? Yeah. Yeah. Is that really old? Like, is that, or, well, in the 90s. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there it, was it one from like the 50s or 60s, I guess. Oh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. No, absolutely. I didn't no, know that. Was, that was where it um, came from, yeah. Uh, the Rookie with Dennis Quaid. That Another was, good that one. That was what I was going to go at number five as well. Now, it's got a pretty high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's I a Disney movie. I love Dennis Quaid. I mean, it was good, but I don't know if I'd pick it over any of mine. Um, up for Grabs, I've never even heard of that one. No. Uh, something to do with Barry Bonds. I've never heard of it. Uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. It's from 1949. Sorry. Frank Sinatra, Gene Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't so seen Clark, it. Uh, this was the one that I wanted to talk to you about that you'll actually really love. And if you have Crave, you should be able to access right. it. And also, sorry, the original Bad News Bears the original is really Bad high. News Walter Bears. Matthau is yeah. on that movie. In that movie. Absolutely. Um, the other one that I wanted one. to talk about was, mm -hmm. before you say mm -hmm. yours, is... Um, uh, rookie of the Year. Yes. Remember Rookie of the Year? Was I that one you were going to pick? Uh, no, I really liked it. Love the story, right? The kid with the electric arm. arm. Yeah, it turns into a 100-mile-an-hour yeah, gasser. Love and another it. one doesn't really count in terms of actual baseball mm -hmm. movies, Basketball. Mm. I was going to actually consider picking Basketball just to throw the whole thing out of whack. But I would have messed with my mind. I would have picked I would have picked a couple of different movies yeah, probably. Because I don't think it really counts. We would have been arguing time, on if it counts. Because nah, it's not there. It, it, it's not me, a it baseball movie, no. but at the same time, there's a lot of funny things in that movie. I just saw it on TV the other day. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Jordan, I think it was on TV at um, when we went for lunch at IPC the other day. I think it was on the TV in there. Uh, basketball. Man, that movie is weird, but it's South Park. And it's it is everything. very, very funny. Absolutely. And again, just doesn't quite fall in line with no. the genre. But very, very funny movie. I do agree with you. The two, and there's it's one I don't believe on this list. Uh, again, baseball movie slash meets family. Have you ever seen Trouble with the Curve? Yes. Justin Timberlake, Clint Eastwood. It's like Justin 2012. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's in it. Trouble with the Curve. Is that the one Amy where... Amy Adams, I believe, as well. Yeah, as the and daughter? they find a kid from India or something? Nope, that's Million Dollar Arm. Okay, so Trouble with the Curve, what's that one? Trouble with the Curve is like, it's like an old baseball scout kind of joins Justin Timberlake on his uh -huh. journey across country, and they're they're on a scouting trip essentially. Timberlake's a scout. Timberlake's a scout. He's a, he was a former flamethrower that that blew his arm out, and he's a scout for the Red Sox now. Yeah, and 
it's this old scout teaching the young new scout the ways of the old and how it can benefit. It's 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 kind of a good family. I've seen movie. the movie. It, it came up on TikTok the other day. Actually, ah, yep. Amy mm -hmm. Adams brings the kid who they think is a yep. stud out, mm -hmm. and I, that's why I thought he was from India or something. He hadn't played oh, actual he, baseball, but that's Million Dollar Arm. Million Dollar Arm. I know arms the movies are different, yeah. but mm -hmm. anyways, that's interesting. So the last one I have to wrap up on here with you, and again, yeah. this is your homework because I think you'd really enjoy oh. this movie based on historical significance as well. HBO flick. From 2001, I found this back when Sastel Max, yeah, no free ads, whoops, uh, <laughs> a video streaming service offered it uh, back in the day. And I probably watched it like five times in the span of a week and a half. And I watched it with my mom, who's also a big baseball fan. Um, my grandpa Bob was a massive Gary Carter Expos fan. Oh, yeah. And that's where my mom, uh, I guess, developed her love for the game. But anyways, we watched this once and then I probably didn't stop watching it for like two weeks because, again, you're 13, you got nothing to do. It's a story about the home run record. 61? 61. I just saw it on my list. Have That's why I said it. Have you watched it? I don't know if I have. Roger Maris. Roger Maris. Yeah. When Mickey Mantle was a part of the team, he was supposed to be the star. Uh, you know what? I think I saw it once. I think I did yeah. And there's, again, it goes with the asterisks because baseball was in a phase of changing rules. Right. So, and it was about the, the cultural impact of Roger Maris breaking this record and, and the stress it took on him and the toll it took on him. And again, it's, it's just a very, very good movie that is centered around baseball, but there's a lot of good funny scenes in the middle with some good lines in there. And again, it's just about teammates and, and chasing a record and putting putting, I guess, your teammates before yourself in the case of Mickey Mantle back in the day. So yeah. 61, I highly 61. recommend it. You and Amy, I sorry, you I've and the wife it. may both really I like think it. I've seen it, but <laughs> I totally understand uh, where you're coming at with that. Probably yes. underrated. Uh, just a few other ones as we go, because I, I just, I love talking about there's this. There's so many. Uh, there's still so many more that we could probably talk about. Uh, so you said Million Dollar Arm, Trouble with the Curves on this list that I'm looking at right now. And then I pushed the wrong button. Um, bench warmers, yes. totally off the off the rails. And I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's a, you know, it's a David Spade, John Heater, uh, Rob Schneider movie, but I love it. that movie's great. That like, one's a light one that you could just throw on. Yeah. If you're having a bad day. Adam Sandler style exactly. type movie. Fucking love that. Sorry. I love oh. that movie. Uh, friggin'. I said friggin'. <laughs> we are um, in the after hours, folks. Yeah, it's, it's 845. That, uh, that great Western logger hits real good. How do you know? Do you remember that one? How do you know? Uh, it is How Owen Wilson, you know? Reese Witherspoon. She yes. is the baseball player. As she's a softball pitcher, right? And, I think. and Owen Team Wilson USA. playing for the Nationals. Yeah. yeah, and Owen Wilson plays for the Nationals. He's and the they, closer. Yeah, yeah they fall right. in love, but they're super... Yeah, so that one's a good one uh, that not many people probably consider a baseball movie. Yeah. For the love of the game, we didn't mention that. That's a Kevin big one. Kevin Costner. Another Kevin Costner. I always laugh at that one because that one is... It is very baseballish, but it's... It's funny. Too baseballish. No, no, no. It's too rom commy. Not yeah. enough baseball. Yeah. It's the the story. Of, have you ever seen it? I think I've. I think Sportsnet built around during the yeah. pandemic. Sportsnet did like a ultra marathon yeah. where it was like on for like four straight days. Yeah. or something stupid. So uh, I did watch it, and exactly what you said. Every time I watched it, I'm like, "Where's the is the baseball? Where's the baseball?" It's, it's built within an aging pitcher's. Yeah. 
moment on the mound and all he's thinking about is his But again, life, Kevin so. Costner. Kevin Costner. Uh, and it's and you know what? It's one that you could flip it on and still yeah. watch and it's okay. Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000. I don't know if I've Bernie actually Mac. seen that full he, one. You haven't. But he comes back out of retirement to get 3000, right? To get right? 3000 and it's hilarious. Uh, it summer Catch funny. with summer Freddie Prince Jr. With Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh man, if we could talk so about trashy bad. baseball movies. So bad. Oh, it's not good. No. So bad. Really um, all the other major leagues of course uh, little big no, league. not all the other major. No, leagues, I'm just saying they're in this list. Oh, they should. Little be. big league, yes, uh, is another decent one. Twelve year old Mister Baseball team. with Tom Selleck. Uh, now here's one that's interesting. They included this in the list. It's not a baseball movie. Three ninjas kick back. The first scene is the three brothers playing a baseball game against a really hard team, okay. and they and they get in a fight on the field. There's not a single scene of baseball after that. I don't think. Maybe at the very end they come back to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's not one that I would consider. Uh, the Pride of the Yankees is one. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's getting close to pretty much the rest of that one. Um, like, there's not much left on that. Oh, there's a funny one for any kids around my age, uh, 25 to 32 ish. Um, there was a Disney a Disney movie like made for TV, not very good quality, called. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Do you remember this one? I do. Eddie was the star baseball player. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I used to like this movie because I used to watch the Cooking Network a lot when mm -hmm. I was like 13 years old because I was obsessed Taught with food. Taught you how to crack an egg with one hand. Yeah. And Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. He's a star baseball player, but he's having mm -hmm. second thoughts about what he wants to do with his life. Of course. And he gets into cooking and the cook-off and the the final game are on the same day. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I, I, I've watched it several Have times. Have you ever seen A Knight in King Arthur's Court? Uh, of where he's playing a baseball game and gets oh, sucked into yeah. medieval times. Whoa, and, uh, that's a throwback. Yeah. I haven't thought about that, that movie. In a long as time. soon as you said made for TV yeah. and Disney, that's Not kind of highest what my, my mind came uh, to. The Scout is one. The I Scout. Don't I was just going to bring that one up with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Albert. You'll remember Albert Brooks if you ever watch it. Anyways, it's I think a, that's reaching the end of the list. It is so do Albert you want to know what the yeah. Bleacher Report had for theirs? Oh gosh, do we have time? Well, I'm. Just in uh, accordance with our draft, right? Mm -hmm. So their number one ranked movie. Oh, yeah. This is rankings versus a draft, I guess. We okay. talked about it. Movies are objective, right? Yeah. It's the things that mean the most to you and what it, what it uh, sure. represents. But number one was Field of Dreams. Okay. Number two was The Natural. Wow. Coming in at three was Bull Durham. Yeah. Four was The Pride of the Yankees. Wow. Five was The Sad. I got to watch some of these movies. That's, and that's probably six, the problem. Six was 61. Wow. It's up okay. there. It's, so, it's revered for people that have seen it. They've enjoyed it. So. so that's very opposite of what our list was. Directed by Billy Crystal. Anyways, Normal I would love Billy. to hear. I, I, I'm looking at some comments. Uh, oh, Eight Men Out, number seven. Looks like my list is killing it. Well, in terms of that Bleacher Report list. Um, Donna Berger says, what was the one with the scout finding players and then his daughter? That was Trouble with the Curve, right? That would have been Trouble with the that Curve. That was Trouble yep. with the Curve, mm -hmm. Donna. Uh, Benchwarmers, Donna's loving it. So funny, so good. Sheridan Davis just said yes, and I don't know what he's saying yes to, but I probably one of, segment, one of our movies. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, this six, is great. Myron saying sixty one was really enjoyable. Also, John Goodman starred in a biopic of Babe Ruth. That's right, he did. That was worth a watch. That's worth mentioning as well. Myron, yeah. Um, Elias said, "I showed my mom what you guys said of me not seeing Sandlot, and she laughed because she loves that movie." Absolutely. Elias, get on it right now. Um, you got enough time, I think it's well. Donna Berger's love and fever pitch. Myron says, "I love basketball." 
Uh, so maybe that we maybe we should have picked that one. Anyways, uh, that's that one that maybe. What genre do you put it in? Uh, is Obscure there one? sports yeah, movies. It's, it's like, like that could go maybe, with dodgeball. Dodgeball, dodgeball yeah, could dodgeball. Be in there. Similar idea. Yeah. Oh um, man, we got topics for the Great Western Nightcap. That was. We might have to cut this minutes. whole segment, Jordan, and yeah. we'll post this up because this is a lot of fun. Uh, tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show, uh, we have Sean Reynolds coming on, our good friend hey, on the Squadcast. We're talking Winnipeg Jets, NHL offseason. Lots of good things to talk about there. And Carson Lambos, hey. first-round pick of the Minnesota Wild from right the Winnipeg on. Ice. Our good friend, uh, uh, Brian Munns, is the new communications guy for the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Ice. Heavy show, eh? It is a bit of a Winnipeg heavy show. Hmm. Uh, and then next week on the Squadcast, we mentioned earlier, if anyone's still check- checking in, uh, Ross Stripling. <laughs> you, were, you were thinking chicken strip, weren't well, you? Well, chicken, chicken If anyone's still watching, <laughs> uh, Ross Stripling, we're planning on it, and it's probably going to be a Monday show because he has a night off. And last time, behind the scenes curtain reveal, uh, Ross Stripling's interview was recorded. We want to make this one live so that you guys can actually chime in and ask questions. And I feel like that would be better. So next Next week, stay tuned. We'll make the announcement, I think, real early. And I mean, Ross Stripling's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's, we're going to... He's kind of a big deal. Let's make a switch. With regards to the current landscape. Let's do it early. If we lock him in, we'll announce it nice and early that it's going to be a Monday show. And maybe we'll a couple a of times. We'll get a lot of questions. Maybe yeah, a couple of times. Absolutely. Uh, but hey, from the basement of the bunker, I'm producer Clark, Mad Max. Cheers to you guys from Great Western and Original 16. Uh, our friends at um, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. IKS Media, Hoop Life Basketball, RBI Baseball Training, and everybody else involved. Director Jordan, uh, producer Rolf. What are we calling you, Rolf? Are you producer? What are you? Production assistant? What are you? Uh, What is he? We're going to call him liaison to the director. Liaison to the stars. Assistant assistant to... Assistant to to the director. Assistant to the... The regional director. director. Regional director. Sure. And... That's right. And producer Alan, who, by the way, graduated from the Rod Peterson show today, his internship. Congratulations, Alan. Alan, Alan, I hope you're sticking around with us for a little bit longer, Alan. Uh, But anyways, we will see you. you. We will see you next week uh, for another great show. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight.